My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello. I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by Dan White. And today it's the WNR two three three. It's WWE Extreme Rules 2019. Before we get anything, the intro. It's a reality that in this world things don't always go your way. To cry over things isn't going to help the situation, situation, or improve it. You can only change the system from within. Any true rebel will tell you that. You have to infiltrate the system and demonstrate to those on the outside why a change is needed. And that is from the, well, maybe the father of Extreme, uh, Paul Heyman. But Extreme Rules, Dan, are you excited? I am very excited, yeah. There's a few good matchups, uh, a few repeated matchups, which are getting a bit boring, but hopefully the good outweighs the bad. We've got kind of like a, an NXT rematch here, starting us off on kickoff, which looks exciting. Yeah, without a doubt, you know, so there's a lot of possibilities on the show, but we do do a prediction league, Dan, so do you want to explain it for everyone listening? Yes, we have three prediction leagues. We've got uh, NXT pay-per-views, we've got normal WWE pay-per-views, and we've got a bonus prediction league. Currently, I'm winning the NXT pay-per-views 3-2. You are winning the WWE pay-per-views 7-2. And the bonus, you're winning that as well, and it is 23-21. Yeah, so here we go with Extreme Rules. And what better way to kick off then with kickoff? And like I said, Finn Balor versus Nakamura going for the Intercontinental title two former NXT champions as well. And uh, you talk about build-up. Well, there's not been a really lot of build-up. Balor hasn't been featured. He did lose to Nakamura on SmackDown to lead to this kickoff match. So, you know, at least Nakamura is being used a little bit with, with or without Rusev. But who have you gone for, Dan, to start us off here on predictions? I have gone for the Irish last right. kicker, Balor. And I, too, have gone Finn Balor. So, be interested. Any reasons to go for the Finn? Um, well, I think, you know, with Nakamura beating Balor clean as a whistle on SmackDown in their last encounter, well, kind of basically all the build-up to this match, I think that, you know, Balor's going to get some redemption here tonight. I think Balor hasn't really had a, I don't want to say great in a title run because you know my history with, with Balor. But uh, I, I think that, you know, as a mid-carder, I think he could succeed. But being on the, the first match, you know, even before the Cruiserweights, and he's not really defended the title since kind of winning it off Lashley at Mania, you know. So it's a bit of a predicament. But this should be a match as Nakamura catches Balor on top. Yeah, knee to the ribs, and uh, Balor's in a bit of trouble early on in this match. And I still think that um, Nakamura does look like... He's wearing Kane's old gear. Well, Nakamura tried to attack on the apron, but Balor managing to reverse it. 
Balor's looking to fly over the top rope. Takes out Nakamura. And Balor's fired up. We've not really seen too much of the Demon, have we? Well, the Demon has been quiet, but can this Finn, can Finn Balor himself show that he's worth his while? You know, he's got to be watching Raw at the moment and seeing the club reunite and thinking, well, you know, I want to be a part of that. We haven't really seen, like I said, an aggressive Balor. He's... Uh, you know, we haven't really seen Balor much passion. We've waiting for the Demon to come out at most times. But we know from NXT how good Balor is. Do you think Balor has been treated right on the main roster since moving up all those years ago? There has been obvious moments with Balor. I, th- I think, you know, he's he's not been treated unfairly as, you know, there's some other wrestlers have done. But I think with Balor, it's kind of like a, a slow build. Not pushed him too much to get him pissed off with the fact you know get the fans pissed off with him well he's quite a good merch seller so i think he's got that going for him i don't think they see him as a kind of headliner and i i don't know if bella is happy with that you know there's some wrestlers who want to be i don't know you know cm punk or ambrose are not just happy collecting check but we've heard that there's a lot of wrestlers that are quite happy there going no i, I don't mind same for nakamura you know we talk about thinking you know winning the royal rumble there's his chance and and now, this is a lot better, I think, though, than the tag team with Rusev, even though Rusev's not around. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, again, these two guys, they was kind of like a very early part of our podcast, so we've kind of grown with them. And, you know, their promise in NXT hasn't been kind of fulfilled on the main roster. So that that could leave, could leave you feeling slightly underwhelmed with the treatment of them. Well, this is the thing, you know, Nakamura's definitely got the star power, which has not kind of been used right uh, on in WWE. And maybe, you know, due to lack of promos, you know, or promo skill. But the talent is definitely there. And these two men definitely bringing it in this kickoff match. So how would you better build the likes of Nakamura and Balor then? Because, you know, they are really talented guys. Well, people are going to be annoyed, but I think Balor for me, is not a main eventer. I think he is a mid-card. The Intercontinental title is a, a perfect championship for him to go and have these views. I think Nakamura is definitely main event level. You know, for me, I would have him mix it up there and I think the kind of... I don't know why they've not, you know, and I don't get me wrong, I know the roster is strong at the moment, but I definitely see Nakamura as opposed to Balor or am I just being Balor biased? You are being slightly Balor. I think Balor has got it. You know, he's very crisp in the ring. He's... He's a worker that can perform flawlessly. He can have, you know, five, six-star matches. He has that capability of having great matches. Yeah, he's, you know, these two guys, they're not the strongest of talkers, but, you know, especially with Balor, I think, you know, his demon side of things with him, you know, it's something that you could pull in as well. Mm, I think you're right, especially I do like the demon. And as we get a massive advert, it looks like Balor's going to finish things. No. Well, Balor looked to run Nakamura into the corner of his huge drop kick, but he gets caught by Nakamura with a kick to the face. And, um, yeah, you know, we're watching Extreme Rules kick off. Obviously, with the view to watch Extreme Rules, because it airs straight. Yeah, they're reminding us to watch it and to start our one-month trial on the network, which we're watching it on the network. I mean, I don't know about you, but I pay for things in the hope that we, I don't have to pay for, you know, we don't have to watch adverts. I, I think WWE for too long have been getting away with 
so many fucking advert, and you know what I mean, just so long. It's our kickoff needs to, it could be half hour, you know. We just with the kind of matches involved, and even during the paper, there's so many things that, and it doesn't matter. This is what gets me: the stuff in the paper. All that matters in the matches because when you look back on a month or two months time, you don't care about any of the backstage skits or you know. I understand the interviews have to at some point. I bet sharp now because it looks like Nakamura is going to finish Balor. And he's lining him up for the King Shasha. No, Balor catches him with a double foot stomp to the chest and slows Nakamura. And now has Balor got Nakamura in his sights for his running drop kick. Right, Kicks so him into the corner. Now Balor's looking to go up top to finish this with a coup de grace. About to say Nakamura came violently down then. Oh no, Nakamura rolls out the way. And the King, King Shasha. Shasha. To the back of the head. Balor's in a lot of trouble. Well, I don't know if he got all of it, though. Or was that more of a shining wizard? Well, now Nakamura's going to go for it. This one hit the money. Bang on. Kinshasa. One, two, two three. <laughs> and Nakamura is your new intercontinental champion. Clean as a whistle as well. Only the second person to win the WWE Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Who's the other person? The Intercontinental. Oh, Dean Ambrose. GP Intercontinental Championship. Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, there's, there's, sorry, he's <laughs> only the third person, so. <laughs> oh, so you mean Chris Jericho then? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, go. Thanks for feeding me that line. Anyway, what did you think? Or. No, what did I think of that match? Went bad. It's over before I knew it, but I think we were just chatting away. Uh, as you do, more fun than watch along. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Which I've heard rumours Matt Hardy uses a um, a kendo stick on, on the back of Pat. Yeah, I mean, great Pat entertainment. Stood there watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's brilliant. I mean, but... well, if you know, if if our viewers start dwindling, I could always Singapore cane you across the back. You can try. Anyway, Nakamura holds gold, and it's it looks good on him. Don't get me wrong. Not a bad match between two. You can see the chemistry, and I'd I'd hope for a long feud between these two. What are your thoughts, Dan? Yeah, it was a good match. Again, you know, you can you can see the chemistry works really well together. Having it on the kickoff show in front of a half-empty audience, really? That is a surprise. It's a surprise at the um, total. But again, you know, as far as the match goes, it was, it was a very good match. It was well worked between the two. You know, as you say, they've got very good chemistry together. They faced each other off a fair few times. And... Uh, yeah, you know, I was, I was happy with the match. Yeah, not a bad match as we move on. And Drew Gulak, the champion, has just come out. And the bells rang now. And Gulak's staff going to attack Nice. So we're on to our Cruiserweight title match. Um, let me get predictions out of the way and then we'll talk about it more. I have gone for deal with Cruiserweight champion Drew Gulak. Because I went Tony Nice last month and he fucked me. And if you fuck me, I'm not going to play again. Gulak. True. So, what have you thought of the cruiserweight divi- uh, the the cruiserweight division and the storyline between Nice and Gulak recently? It it seems I don't know, Stu. It's like it's missing something. I think you know the cruiserweights. Um, yeah, you know they've got some absolute brilliant wrestlers. Don't get me wrong, but you know I, I'd like to see something different because when I think of cruiserweights, I think of you know we're going back twenty years watching the WCW cruiserweights going into it, and. You know they're they're all high flying. They're they're very capable. But this it's like two heavyweight wrestlers that are just smaller. Yeah, I, I think this is what it is. And you, but the thing I do like about these two is that they're the contrasting styles. I mean, Nice is a high fly here, like you said, against other guys who can do the same thing. That I, I think maybe the other guys are a little bit better. But as a, a kind of package, and like I said, a premier athlete, you know, Nice looks good. 
and with Gulak, I got, you got to enjoy his uh, submission skills. He took, he lost to Matt Riddle at Evolve uh, at the weekend as well on the network, but it was a great catch as catch can match. This might be one of the shortest cruiserweight champions of all time because they usually have quite long reigns, didn't they? You know. Yeah, yeah, they normally hold it for for a fair while. Um, so what with these two guys, you know, what would be next? We've had the likes of Ali and Alexander going up to the main roster. Gulak and Nice, could they cut it? Or would they be lost in the shuffle? I, I think Gulak could definitely kind of cut it on the main roster. Tony Nice, not 100% sure. You could see him, he's got kind of like a similar st- skill set to Apollo Crews, and Apollo Crews has been very underwhelming on the main roster. Uh, I think you're right. And uh, the, the problem is, again, is the blandness, isn't it? And uh, we've seen that. From Tony Nese, even with a cruiserweight title run, not sh- have really shown that fire. In ring, he- he's great, but it's just a character outside. With Gulak, we- we're quite um, privileged because we've seen all the 205 live as well, that you can actually, Gulak's kind of how he can play different characters. You know, you can see him play the killer, the clown, uh, or go- goofy Gulak. You remember when he couldn't go up to the top rope and his knees started shaking and stuff like that. So there's a lot of stuff Gulak can do. Now he's got this kind of new, grittier style as well, hasn't he? You know, so... Yeah, I, I am a fan of of Gulak, but I don't know how far he could go. Maybe you know mingling in the the mid card, but but I think you know when it when it gets to a point when you've had three personas in two o five live, it's like, well, how far can you go? You know, are you going to finally try and find something that works or? Or what? Yeah, it's uh, not sure. Uh, it's WWE saying, right, switch this up, see if you can do it. I think he's proven that he can do it, and they're going, oh, actually, we we can't like because present power presentation was brilliant with Gulak. It was know? absolutely great. Yeah, you know, it was it was kind of reminiscent <laughs> of Elias. You know, they wouldn't be able to get through a whole slideshow like Elias doesn't get through a whole song. Someone, so uh, I, I I enjoyed the no fly zone. But again, you know, how far can that take you? Well, this is the thing, and you know, more serious Gulak. Uh, we've seen him on NXT. I, I wouldn't mind him uh, being involved in that as well. So great matches against Kushida. There's no doubt he's, you know, one of the best working today. As Nice is trying to get out of Gulak's offense. Oh, and a German suplex into the corner. Good turnbuckle. Tony Nice beat Akira Tazara to get a chance. Has he got Gulak in his sights with a running Nice? Uh, Gulak's up and delivers a back elbow to the incoming Nice. But Nice too close to the ropes, manages to get out of it, lands on his feet on the edge of the apron, catches Gulak with a huge uppercut. And he's going draped <laughs> over the turnbuckle. Wait, oh, oh my god. Well, Gulak run, uh, Nice runs up it and does a like a moonsault onto Gulak. I don't think he's expecting a huge post. Well, Nice has got Gulak back in looking to go up. Oh, oh my 50. God. It looks like his knee went straight to the midsection of Gulak. But Gulak just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Well, we nearly had t- two matches, two new champions by Nice, but stuck the landing a little bit. Oh my word. So of course, going back to that first match, it remains 0-0 in prediction Oh, shit, scores. I didn't do the points. I, I completely forgot about that. Sorry. So, yeah, our first match is 1-0. 0 0 0 0 Oh, yeah, you're right. You are right. When you're right, yeah, I should just let you do this. 0-0 uh, at the moment. It's funny. I have no you idea what up. you're talking about. We both <coughs> lost. That was very impressive by Gulak. Uh, looked to be rolling underneath Tony Nice and then catching with kind of like a... Sunset Driver, and now uh, Tony Nice looking for the Alabama Slam, but Gulak held onto the top right, managed to land on his feet, picks Nice up for a powerbomb into the cover, but no, only a two count. Two. 
Gulak might be getting a little bit frustrated now that he can't put Tony Nese away. Oh! And a huge clothesline. Took Nice around the world. Tries to go for the cover, but no. Nice managed to kick out. Uh, Tony Nice looking like he's in trouble. And Gulak means business. Well, these two were very good friends a little while back, weren't they? You can see the chemistry, but that's a cyclone splash. And that's it. And that is very it. What? Well, there you have it, Dan. What do you think of that match? Um, I don't know about you, but wrestlers are dropping far too easy for my liking at the moment. When you, yeah, exactly. That was when you cut out like the entrances and stuff. It that was nothing. That match. Uh, I didn't even score the first match. Yeah, hang on. A yeah, I mean that was weird. That was weird. Gulak and these seemed to come out of nothing. That finisher. There you go. <laughs> Make sure Dan doesn't overgat me. And after that, we both get a point now. So we're off the mark. So we can't get a perfect score, but it is one all heading into the main show. And here's the main show promo. Well, a very interesting promo. I mean, these are just so generic now, aren't they, WWE? You've got like a random, you've like a, a man or a woman saying like, tonight is going to be the best night ever because we're getting extreme. And when did extreme rules become like a kind of huge event? And I feel like I'm ranting a little bit, but we're going to start off with a huge tag team match. It's Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns and The Undertaker. Dong, dong. James got a smile. Dong. And again, the huge ovation for Undertaker as soon as the bells toll. Now, this is the thing. You know, we don't want to see him doing 25, 30-minute matches. We want to see him in single matches against legends. We want to see him against, you know, the greatest young wrestlers and, and talents of today, much like the best in the world who is in this match, and Shane McMahon. So let's not forget So that we one. have got Undertaker... Uh, Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns in a match, yet Shane McMahon is billed as best in the world. Without a doubt. I mean, don't get me wrong, McIntyre's second on that list, you're right. But still, uh, it's uh, it's got to be got to be nervous, Jan Saker and uh, Reigns, to be going up against Shane, the form he's in at the moment, the form of a lifetime, let's not forget. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so, as far as Shane McMahon's concerned, um, sorry... With The Undertaker, cut that last bit. <laughs> the Undertaker, do you think he's trying to hold on for one more year till 2020 so he can get the full 30 years out of WWE? I, do you know, say, again, I well, I think it's the other way around. I think if it's The Undertaker, I mean, Undertaker wanted to retire back in 1999, you know, so you've got to think about the kind of injuries. I know he's sorting himself out, but you've got to wonder the kind of power of Vincent Mann. Don't get me wrong, The Undertaker makes his own decisions, I understand that, but, you know, Vincent Mann must be saying, come on, God damn it, stick with me another year. Uh, and I think hopefully now, don't get me wrong, I am one of the Undertaker's biggest fans. Go back in episode 25, this to the trilogy if you don't believe me. I think it's time for Taker to, you know, from what we've seen, to hang up his gloves and it, and it kills me to say. But this match, I'm dreading this match because it's Shane involved, McIntyre. I mean, don't get me wrong, but, I love McIntyre. But, but it's like you're... Old, it's my dream favorite yeah. going against your new favorite <laughs> with Undertaker and Drew McIntyre. <laughs> but I, I've got a lot of love for Shane, obviously, and even Roman Reigns. I've I've always been a guy who's I feel like I've never kind of bashed him, even though the last you know when, since we've been doing the podcast, not you know it's not easily done. Well, you listen to the early podcast again, and you you hear me appreciate the hell out of uh, Roman Reigns. Yeah. I think we saw one of his chronicle was one of the first ones we saw in it. Gives you a closest, you know, and it is it is good. You know, I, I, I don't have any problem with Roman Reigns. So these are four guys 
Like I said, McIntyre looking at Undertaker. Will this lead to a WrestleMania match or wherever they face off? Taker's got... Oh, he's tried a different vest. We don't want to see the... So, what's the name of this tag team? They are known. And they've got a t-shirt out as well, James. And being a, bearing in mind, this is the first time they've teamed together. They've only been around since uh, last Monday or a couple of Mondays ago. Um, they are the Graveyard Dogs. And they've got a t-shirt out. Yet, for hell and a high water, when I was coming up to find your punishment t-shirt, t-shirt couldn't find any for Mojo Rawley. And he's just signed a new fucking five-year deal. I mean, huh? And you won't be able to find a t-shirt for his for five years. It'd be great. Anyway, who have you gone for in this match? James, you'd be an idiot if you went against the best in the world. So call me an idiot because I've gone for the Graveyard Dogs. I, you, I, well, I. And just before you say that, Shane McMahon's sweating profusely already. And Yantek has got a little red mark around his head where he's had his hat, bless him. Anyway, I've gone. Taker and Reigns. Taker Reigns. And Yantek getting a huge chant here. It is. Must be an awesome experience. So what do you think about the uh, the pairing of Reigns and Undertaker? Do you know, Zay, I actually love it. Because I've just realised now that Undertaker might be wearing that to look a bit like a vest. Along with Roman Reigns, who looks like Roman Reigns' his fucking dad, man. Oh, <laughs> I know. He looks like his dad. He's like, yeah, or oh, granddad. I mean, depending on what age you want to say. <laughs> look at him, man. They're just like a fucking tag team. I would never. So don't worry, Dean yeah. Ambrose is gone, but we're going to find you a new partner. I mean, what is the difference? It's a bit of height. They've both got tattoos, both got long hair, both got beards. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. I never never realised how close Roman Reigns and Undertaker look like. And talking about a guy, actually, to be fair, McIntyre. He looks like their older brother. <laughs> yeah, he looks like... Hey, see you. Actually, don't start the accents because we'll never go off him. And McIntyre getting caught with a huge right hand there by I Reigns. bet Shane's wishing he grew his hair now. He's... <laughs> So Roman Reigns and uh, Drew McIntyre starting. McIntyre starting strong with the power games, as you would expect from McIntyre. Uh, Reigns came back with a little flurry, but a lovely belly-to-belly overhead suplex kind of shuts Reigns down. So again, I don't know if it's WWE or what they're doing, but they've sacrificed McIntyre for Reigns. They've, they've had him at WrestleMania, and of course the last month, Money in the Bank, losing even last month by his side. And now you're thinking, you know, we've both gone for the um, Undertaker and his uh, grandson. But it, this is the thing, like, when is McIntyre going to get a victory? It's, it's great being involved in these guys, but if you're cadding fodder, ask the Spirit Squad if it helped them being involved with Vincent Mann and DX Feud. Do you know what I mean? It, we know the answer. They helped Dolph Ziggler. Well, but thanks to a complete different character change. <laughs> so we might see McIntyre come back as, like, the Flying Scotsman. Well, my yeah, friend. Yeah, that's fair. He's kind of done it the other way around. <laughs> It's like he had his crappy character <laughs> and tried to go for his serious character and he's still just cannon fodder. It wouldn't surprise me if Drew McIntyre eats the pin tonight. Well, Shane's in trouble as Reigns got hold of him. Oh, tags in the dead man to a lovely ovation from the crowd. And this can't be any worse than his match with Goldberg. Well, you know, these two men know each other so well. WrestleMania 32. Hell in a cell are now just a couple of years later. Young Taker looking over at McIntyre. Giantek does look old, though. Looks like DDP. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, that's how old yeah. he's getting. He's got the arm to Shane. He's teasing him to let him tag in McIntyre, but just keeps pulling him away. Looks like he's going to go up for very, very, very old, <laughs> old school. But Shane fighting him off. Oh, look at this. Best in the world, left and right. And you don't want a striking contest with The Undertaker. 
And as oh. I say, that Undertaker grabs McMahon by the throat, gets him in the corner and starts unloading yeah. the lefts and rights on him to the body then straight to the jaw. That is classic Undertaker there. Irish ripped to McMahon, sends him in the corner. As McMahon comes out, clothesline down and the Undertaker falls over because he's old. Oh. And the looks that Undertaker keeps shooting across to McIntyre. I wouldn't like to be in Drew's boots. Now Undertaker going across the ropes for the old school. Hits its mark and Shane is a tit. Oh, oh my God. Oh, 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 oh. Shane went back in the corner. Tagged in Drew. Um, I've never seen McIntyre look apprehensive and he does a little bit now. First time ever face to face. McIntyre tall and Undertaker, mate. No, he's not. Yes, he fucking is. No, he's not. Look how tall he is. Eye to eye. Oh, my God. McIntyre might actually kill the Undertaker tonight. We've got Royal Rumble winners, heavyweight champions, and in other corner, we've got Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. <laughs> oh, there you go. McIntyre kicked to Undertaker. Who stands up and just looks dead at McIntyre. And McIntyre ducks the attack from Undertaker. Clotheslines him over the top, and Undertaker lands on his feet, and again, another death stare to McIntyre. Drags him out under the bottom rope and sends him back first into the... I tell you something, right? I, we knocked WWE a lot, but this is a great way to start a pay-per-view proper. Do you know what I mean? Like this match. Absolutely. Undertaker looking for his guillotine. Leg drop off the edge of the Ooh, apron. Bet that hurt the Undertaker. Goes for a cover. And Drew just managing to kick out. Uh, still a lot of power left. Oh, God. Now Roman's back in. Back in time. Get beaten up by Reigns. We've got big plans for you when you come back, Drew. You're going to go against Roman Reigns and win. No. <laughs> no, 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 no! You're not. You you're should. gonna lose, damn it! <laughs> yeah, you're gonna lose. And then we're gonna bring in the Undertaker. You're gonna lose to him too. Twenty-five time. Up the Superman punch, but wastes it on an uppercut to Shane McMahon. Up <laughs> is what exactly? Now McIntyre reversing Roman low. Oh, and then gets low bridge bridged by Shane. Um, Mac in, uh, and Reigns looks in trouble. Shane looming over the body, but Undertaker just comes marching round. Give me that chair, damn it! And it is a no-holds-barred match, James. Let's not forget that. As Acing Shane O'Mac off. I think they forgot. And now McIntyre sending Roman Reigns into the stairs. And he takes them better than John Cena. Shane O'Mac's been uh, ran off by The Undertaker. He's gingerly making his way back to the ring. Were you ginger? What, you best? Yeah. And now McIntyre has got complete control of his team. It is all down to him on this one. So he tags in Shane for the pin. But Reigns managing to kick out. Uh uh-huh. Well, and does have a victory over Roman Reigns. There's not many men that can say that. Is Shane out? No. Reigns up again at two. Two. Can Drew say that? McIntyre hasn't beaten anybody. He even lost to CN. He beat Bobby Roode for the NXT title. Look where Bobby Roode is now. <laughs> I mean, you know, it could be worse. He could be losing to Cruiserweights on Raw. Oh, no. And now McIntyre overhead belly to belly. Froman. Again, only two. Two. Was that my love? <clears throat> and didn't he get rid of um, Dolph Ziggler? Because Ziggler was... Dead weight holding him down. And what's Ziggler doing now? He's got match. Didn't he have a title match? No, he's got, he's got facing Kevin Owens later. But didn't he have a title match? Yeah, and he lost. Yeah. So McIntyre was right, wasn't he? Yeah, it? but McIntyre hasn't had a title match to lose. Yeah, exactly. So who's the dead weight? Exactly. Who's who's the loser who he loses and the one that hasn't had a chance hasn't lost yet? Yes, McIntyre loses, but he might not lose in a title situation. Situation. Well, the good Reigns fucking submission that we've seen for the last three pay per views. I'm glad. Reigns now fighting out. McIntyre with a big forearm smash. Oh, shoot. Reversed by Reigns. Sends McIntyre into the corner. But catches Reigns with an elbow. But a huge Samoan drop. And now McIntyre's in a bit of shaker. Desperate for a tag in. I want to see him march up the ring. 
the the best one I remember when he wasn't going to tag Austin, and then he went fuck it, and he stuck his hand out. You just like, yeah, you did, and he was on fire, baby. Oh, <laughs> McIntyre looking for a spear. Reigns moves out of the way, and Drew hits nothing but ring post. And now it gives Roman Reigns a chuck. Now it gives us to get to the Undertaker, and Shane O'Mac gets the tag in as well. And Undertaker's just in and cleaning house. And now just ramming Shane McMahon's head into the turnbuckle, pillar from post. Irish Rip follows up with a big splash. Shane barely able to hold himself up. Oh, snake eyes. Big boot as well. We don't normally see the boot. It's normally a closed. But Shane's quite short, so yeah, fair one. <laughs> Shane up again. Well, Drew up to the edge of the apron and gets knocked down by Undertaker. Then Shane gets eliminated from the run- rumble by the dead man. Uh-oh. Oh, oh dear. And now the Undertaker looking at the announce table and looking at Shane. Undertaker rearranging some furniture. Oh, my God, just taking everything off. That was in a neat little line. Quite well set up. What's the difference between that? Look at the announce table over there and the other one. Got pad on top. Oh. Oh, my God, the Undertaker's... What? Elias? Well, the Undertaker's going to last ride Shane for the announce table. But the GPD came out, and he looks like he should be teaming with Reigns and Undertaker wearing the black vest. There are too many long-haired bearded guys in WWE at the moment. Oh, and Reigns just eats a Claymore kick from McIntyre as he was trying to fight off Elias. And now Undertaker's got three men to contend with. <laughs> oh, Elias looking to attack Undertaker with a guitar. Gets caught by the throat. But McIntyre in with a save again. Claymore kick to Undertaker. And then a kick to Elias' guitar for good measure. Shouldn't have done. Well, McIntyre... Top of the oven announce table. And Shane McMahon is instructing McIntyre and Elias to place Undertaker's prone body across an announce table. Well, he might be 70% water at this point. I don't think he's got any water left. Oh, my God. The Undertaker's on the announce table. Yeah, there is definitely something on that announce table, isn't there? Because yeah. you look at the difference between the two. Is Shane now going to go up? Oh! Oh, that wasn't a very comfortable landing for the Undertaker. I think he landed on the monitors as... Uh, Shane took him out, but nonetheless, a huge elbow drop. Undertaker is in a lot of trouble, and there's no reins to save him. That table just fucking folded as well. Do you know what say? It's weird. He's been doing that for 20 fucking years now, right? Yeah. And it still looks awesome. Like, I know he does it every match, but that elbow is, is, is fucking impressive. I do like how gentle Elias and uh, McIntyre are being with helping the Undertaker <laughs> up. Look, one supporting his backside. McIntyre, look, you, you know they're going really gentle with him. You're like, oh, sorry, Undertaker. Oh, we, we didn't just mean to you. slip you out. Yeah, look, we'll help you up. Don't you worry, my friend. Trying to get Undertaker's limp carcass into the believe. ring. And this might be another loss for us. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I, I just can't fucking believe it. The, we're going to fucking... The one time McIntyre actually beat someone, and I've not gone for him. You know what's coming up soon. Undertaker disrupted Shane O'Mac's coast-to-coast on Roman Reigns. But we got Elias to hold his arms. McIntyre to place the trash can against the face of the Undertaker. Oh, my God. They're looking to decapitate the dead man. As McIntyre still getting his kicks in. Shane O'Mac's like, yeah, you know, I'm the... I'm the least athletic out of the lot of you, but I'll do the off-the-top rope manoeuvres. Yeah, just for the announce table. Yeah, fuck it, I'll do the coast-to-coast. Oh, and Shane slicing the throat. Slapping the face of the Undertaker. Oh! Not as bad as that, though. And the trash can right into Undertaker's face, but raises up. Bang! Takes out Elias. Superman punch, but McIntyre's up. 
Oh, side Russian Scottish sweep. Oh my God, right on those mats. And how thin are those mats, Dan? Those mats are mere millimetres thick over pure concrete. And Shane dragging the Undertaker back to the middle of the ring. And this is going to be it, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but the Undertaker's <laughs> just sat up. And Shane looks trying to scramble away, but Undertaker grabs his leg, drags him towards him. Shane shit himself, and now he's in trouble with the choke slam. Boom! Choke slam to McMahon in the corner. Grabs hold of Elias. Choke slam in the corner for him as well. There's one more choke slam Undertaker needs to deliver. No, wait a minute. God, he looks old. He's calling for the end, but McIntyre's behind him. What a great fucking visual that is. Go on, Drew. Claymore. Oh, spear. No. Well, Reigns are saving Untaker's back. Grabs hold of Shane O'Mac. Loads him up for the tombstone. Oh. No. No, Undertaker. Nope. There he goes. Tombstone pile driver. One, two, three. Well, as Michael Cole says, the dead man is not done. And with that performance, it's really, really good. Apart from the tombstone at the end, but they recover from it. But I really match. I don't know if I'm fucking, what's wrong with me? But I actually really, really enjoy it. I thought it was a great story told. And I think the right team won, obviously. Yeah, um, again, you know, I completely agree with you. Absolute great story told. But the thing that kind of I don't get is they start off like it's a normal tag match. And then all hell breaks loose, and it's like, well, all the tag team rules have just gone completely out the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they forgot it. it was an anything goes match, and yeah, again, you know, it was it was a good start to the to the match. Um, you know, a bit of back and forth, Undertaker Kissing. taking some punishment, and I don't know if you can read lips, James, but I am very proficient. And he slaps Reigns on the chest and says, "It's your yard." Wow! I so think- is that a proverbial par- passing of the torch? I think it is. Or a passing of the urn. I thought, I thought they were going to kiss. Oh, well. That was just your <laughs> hope. <laughs> you know. Anyway, it's great to see grandfather and grandson getting a huge victory here. And a really enjoyable match. And I think credit goes to Shane McMahon uh, and Drew McIntyre, of course, uh, in this one to, to deliver it. And, you know, if they're going to do more like this, this is how you do treat the Undertaker now. I might, we might see the graveyard dogs a little bit more. But we both get a point, and after three matches, it is two all heading into our next match. And look at that, respect by the Untaker, saluting the crowd here. And how many more times are we going to ever see that? Well, probably at the next Saudi Arabia event, but apart from that. Absolutely, yeah. So Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins interviewed backstage, and, and they seem confident about tonight. They do, absolutely, yeah. Well, they've shown that they can beat Baron Corbin and um, fucking shit cunt. They, they've shown that they can beat Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans one-on-one. So, why wouldn't they be able to beat them in a tag match? Winner take all. Pure peanut. Down since day one-ish. So, up next is the Raw Tag Team titles on the line. It's going to be the Usos versus the Revival. So, the Usos look to become seven-time tag team champions here tonight. More of you thought the uh, build-up between the Usos and the Revival, Dan? Has there been one? Uh, well, not really. I mean, there's, there's been bits and pieces on Raw interaction, but I mean, to have on a pay for you, I thought this was going to be a kickoff match, to be fair. Yeah, well, again, you know, we, we've always spoken highly of the revival. We think they've been uh, treated unfairly. And the Usos, as far as they go, we've kind of run out of superlatives to think. They have been absolutely brilliant. 
tag team, you know, we've seen them uh, face painted faces, we've seen them go through their little dark phase and now they're kind of transitioning back to, you know, just short of having their faces painted again. Um, but, you know, whatever they look like, they still perform perfectly in the ring. I think without doubt, I think the Usos got to be one of the most uh, consistently good tag teams in the past few years. And when, when you actually look at them uh, and, and you just you kind of see how good they actually are, you know, with the Usos, it's, it is mind-blowing because most tag teams can't stay relevant. And with the Usos, they have done, like I said, with the different changes that they've made in their character have stayed in, in everybody's kind of attention and still going after the tag team title long, you know, years after they first debuted. I mean, credit to the New Day as well in, in that way. We're going to see New Day later on tonight. I think these two, you know, these two were feuding a couple of years ago. We thought, well, where is it going to go from here? But with the Revival, they finally get the chance. They definitely deserve it, didn't they, Dan? Absolutely, yeah. You know, um, there was obviously, like, you know, a bit of talk about them leaving to uh, not so greener pastures, I'd like to say. Uh, but uh, glad to say that they've signed a new contract and they're going to be around for a while. They finally got the push that they very, very deserve. Well, Scott Dawson now gets a tag from Dash Wilder, and we know how great the Revive are as a tag team, but if there's anybody better, it just might be the Usos. I think I've got to look at the hair. Jimmy just come in. Double team by the Usos. No, Jay's on the left. So Jimmy's got his arm bandaged up. Jay's got his arm back, I think. So, he's looking to go flying, but get caught with a huge forearm from each uh, Dash and Dawson. Oh, my God. And they take out the revival on the other side. All right, prediction-wise, I nearly forgot about it, but in this match, I have gone for the revival. I, too, have gone for Le Revival. Yeah, I think it's tight. You know, like I said, build the tag team division, even though we've not really been seeing it much. So, so far, we've gone for, for the same predictions. Is it going to be another... For uh, another draw. Yeah, it's been, it's been tight recently between us. Yeah, it's been tight since your stepdad fucked you when you was five. And Jay what? just takes out Scott Dawson and Dash Wild on the outside. And that's brilliant there, Scott Dawson taking him out with a clothesline. So, Jim... Jay. Jay. I think Jay might be out on the outside. Jimmy trying to get his brother back into it. Well, I'm sure the Revival, they, they're not shy of winning it by count out. Jay's back in just before the ten. Dawson just snapped my takedown, dropping the leg, followed by the elbow, and then a headbutt. Tags in Wilder. Lovely double-team leg drop across the head for the cover, but no, only a two-count. Two. They've got Jay exactly where they want him. That's what the revival Probably better than anybody's cutting off the ring. They just stay in their corner. Wilder with a cover, but again, Jay just managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Desperate to get the tag into his brother. Dash trying to squeeze the life out of Jay, but Jay managing to get up and try his best to fight out. Couple of elbows, arm drag takedown, but Dawson's in, cuts the ring off and just takes him back to the revival corner where Jay's got to fight off two men. Side slam from Jay. Can he finally get to the corner to tag Jimmy in? Well, here comes Dash Wilder on the apron, but Jim, the referee's distracted with Dash Wilder. No, didn't see the tag. Now Jimmy gets taken to the Revival Corner yet again, and it's a two-man beatdown. A bit of Eddie Guerrero there, play-acting by Dawson. But they're taking too long on their beatdown from Jay. Well, they do seem to be enjoying themselves out there, though, do the top guys. Well, I think, you know, they're getting a bit more confidence now that they're finally getting the recognition they deserve. Oh, Jay there must have an awkward landing. as wants a second to recover. Well, the Revival not giving him an inch to breathe. 
And it is quite refreshing to see, especially on this pay-per-view, that it's not the Spanish announce table that's gone through. It's actually <laughs> the American announce table. And Dawson's got Jay up in the corner, just slapping away, looking for a superplex. Jay doing the best he can to fight off unsuccessfully thus far. And a huge punch, but Jay goes flying as well. Both men down. The referee starts counting, but this must be, it might be a little bit too late for Jay Uso. And Dash, <laughs> Scott Dawson's got Dash Wilder by his side. Throws him in near the corner. But no, Jay managing to get across and tags in Jimmy. Jimmy with a step-up kick up to the top rope. Flying crossbody. But only a t- mm, big clothesline super kick to the gut. A Samoan drop to Dash. A Samoan drop to Dawson. Well, it looked like they've fallen in uh, very um, precarious positions. Is he going to channel his father, Rikishi? Back it up to where Wilder comes out. Hits a set-up powerbomb for the cover. One, two, no. no. Just a two. Two. And Wilder can't believe that. And Jimmy's in trouble and don't think Jay's recovered. And the rival got each other as Scott Dawson gets a tag in now. Well, they're both charged towards Jimmy. But Jimmy gets the feet up, goes off top. And a whisper in the wind. Tags in Jay. Are going to see the dual super kicks now? Pop up Samoan drop. One, two... No. Scott managing to kick out. Oh. Uh, that's how great the Usos are. Just with the tag like that can combine double team. Nearly put Scott Dawson away. I mean, Jay has hurt his leg as he goes towards Scott Dawson. Throws him into Jimmy. But he knocks Jimmy off the apron. Roll up from Jay. But a kick out from Dawson. Oh. Now two men slugging out in the middle of the ring. Brainbuster suplex for the cover. Two. No. Well, Scott Dawson can't believe that Jay managed to kick out. Uh-huh. And now they're going to look to try and finish him off now. Back on the top turnbuckle as Dash gets the tag. Now he gets the tag. Does he get a superplex from Scott Dawson? Dash off the top. One, two, no. And Uso splashed to break the pin attempt up. Now it's Jay with the cover. One, One two, two, no. <laughs> Dawson with the save. <laughs> now all four men are down in the ring well you don't see the revival doing it that often looks good in <laughs> the Usos are always adept to flying a man in each corner the referee's trying to control this but I think he's just turned into a war all four men were going at it but Jay with a super kick to do- one to dash as well tags in Jimmy oh no Jay gets his leg taken out by Dawson distracted Jimmy enough for Wilder to get into it, looking for his Tornado DDT. Tag in from Dawson. Shatter Machine. That's brilliant. Goes for the one, cover. Two, two, three. Wow. Revival win that one there in a, a great encounter again. I don't know what it is with the tag team rested on the show here, but it's been really, really good. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, again, it was an absolute flawless match between all four guys. Um, again, it seems like the Usos went down a bit too easy. I don't know about you, um, but are they trying to make the, the finishes more seem more effective? I think if it's a tag team finish, it'd be nice to... You know, when we last time we ever moved like the 3D, you know, that was when it was hit, it had such a big pop. And I think with the Shat Machine, you know, we should try and build on it if that's what they're doing. If not, then, you know... The thing is, Usos can take a loss like this, can't they? Because yeah. they're six-time tag team champions. So, you know, but I think it's really, really great stuff. Uh, after that, the scores we both get another point each, and it is three-three now, heading into our fifth 
match. Shun Yamaguchi and Funaki-san. So up next is the debut of... Uh, Sean Deng and Mengao. One of your favourites as we go through the announce team. It looks like Cesaro's already in the ring getting ready for action. Are you excited for uh, the debut of Alistair Blackdown? I am, yeah, very excited. Uh, hope, hopefully he can uh, perform as well as we know he can. And Cesaro again, what better man to kind of make your pay-per-view debut against. But before that, we are going to get a sing-along with James. We haven't done this in a couple of months. And this is why I'm happy he's here on pay-per-view for this very reason. You nail it every time, James. I do. I really do. Alistair Black here. My God. I've always liked him ever since NXT. You've not been a huge fan, have you? <laughs> no, you know, I don't see what the, the fascination with, uh, as you call him, Ali B. Ali B. Oh, yeah, we can, yeah, that's what we, Ali, so, you know, when we mention Ali B, you obviously know who we're talking about as the black one has come out here for his match against Cesaro. And, he's white. And we've seen weird things on SmackDown with uh, Black back talking to someone and Cesaro finally took the seat. Well, you know, for, for a while, Ali B was kind of challenging someone to, to face him and to try and make a name for himself. And, yeah, we, we was teased with someone knocking the door, but we didn't quite see who it was. And it was finally revealed uh, last week that it was Cesaro who dared knock on Ali B's door. And, uh, yeah, you know, this should be a very interesting match. We've, we know what both men are capable of. Both men are capable of having great matches. But before the bell rings, James, who have I gone for in this match? Of course, James, I have gone for my man, Ali B, because unlike you, I actually back my men in the ring. Whoa, trying to black mask hit their side, backed off. I, too, have gone black. Bet Black to win in this one. Even though Cesaro is a great wrestler, this one should bring out best. Well, the uppercut versus the kick. Black with a side headlock. Cesaro getting out of it with a kind of suplex. Uh-oh, now he's going to try the neutraliser, maybe. No, but Black flipping him out. Cesaro landed on his feet and sitting down. <laughs> and there are three things, James, that you don't do. You don't piss into the wind. You don't tug on Superman's cape. And you don't sit down. In Ali B's spot. Well, there's one thing you should know about Ali B, Dan, and what is that? He sits <laughs> where he wants. And there you go, sending Cesaro to the outside. Jumps over the top rope, goes off the second turnbuckle, and a lovely moonsault there. And Black just sitting where he wants. And that place, James, is in the entranceway ramp. Well, NXT champion, and he's not been seen for a couple of months, but... He looks in great shape as Cesaro, though. Sends him into the turnbuckle, only for a second. Black goes off the top, lovely double knees to the chest, takes Cesaro down, a kick to the head, into the cover, one, two, no, just a one. One. Black working over with the punches and the kicks, goes down low for the leg sweep. Uh-oh, and it's going to be over now. As he picks Cesaro up with his leg, got him in his sights, but no, Cesaro managing to get out of it, delivering an uppercut, or a huge forearm, shall I say, then an uppercut. There, the uppercut. <laughs> You know Cesaro delivers one of the best as Black fights back. You know Cesaro's only two moves away from an uppercut. <laughs> as Ali B looking to springboard off the ropes, but Cesaro wise tough. And he's still representing the bar with his gum shield. Well, they don't just set the bar. They are the bar. 
and Droz used to wear a bra. <laughs> now that's what we think they go, oh, Droz, you know what I mean? And this is how WWE treated him. <laughs> Hashtag just saying. Hashtag no Droz was robbed. <laughs> yes. This is Aro looking for a springboard. Hits it. Huge upper cut up. One, two. Oh. No, just a two count. Two. Now Cesaro is going to try and stifle the life out of Alistair Black. I mean, why haven't they done more of Cesaro? Just like a look good he is. It's again, it's a, maybe it's the thing we talked about earlier with the kind of lack of personality a little bit. But I still think he's awesome as he takes Black down with a clothesline and he gets a two. Two? Well, wasn't he a Paul Heyman guy for a while? I mean, that's the perfect yeah. mouthpiece. That was, but he just they just didn't give him the attention. As he just... Gut wrenches black up and a lovely suplex. I mean, he's legitimately one of the strongest guys in WWE. I mean, the suplex from the outside in in is fucking awesome. But Alistair Blacklow, we've talked about Black in NXT when he's been fighting since we get stronger. You 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 always say that he needs to kind of what is it? Warm up, isn't it? In, in he NXT. does, yeah. Which I always think is bullshit. But we have seen that a few times. Well, you know, he's just like Tony Storm, you know. He, he could take a beat in, lets the other person wear himself out, and he's just getting warmed up instead. And then comes back and wins it. Well, at the moment, Cesaro is in charge of this match. And Was that a tap out then? No, hitting what? Cesaro's hand. Well, I don't know. Flat palm looked like it was a... As he goes to the kick to the inside of the fires on Cesaro, ducks a clothesline attempt, and this time hits a springboard moonsault. You see the arm is bothering him. That's good selling. And now Black and Cesaro just uh, slugging it outside, trying to block... Come with the kicks, a couple of kicks to the chest, and then uh, an uppercut to response from Cesaro. Goes charging towards the corner, but Black getting his foot up, Cesaro catching it, kicking him away, and looking again for the double leg stomp, but gets caught by Cesaro in some of the most beautiful pop-up uppercuts I think I've seen in my life. Wow. Into the cover, but Ali B using the rope as an escape this time. The strength to keep him there as well. And to throw him up. Fucking hell. Cesaro again, this time tucking the arm in for a pinfall, but Black managing to kick out. Oh. Am I crazy? Has everything been really good tonight? It has been, yeah. You know what I mean? I've enjoyed everything. That was not been more of it, but we've still got... We're hard, you know, not halfway through yet. And Cesaro's calling Alistair, causing Alistair Black all sorts of trouble here. Goes for the uppercut again. Black with the backside, though. Oh, no, Cesaro up at one. One. And again, Ali B with a very well-placed kicks. Kicking Cesaro's arm away, then following up with a lovely heel kick to the face. Oh. And a knee strike to the jaw. Well, Cesaro may be out one, here. Two. No, only a two count. Two. Well, I think he's knocked them teeth even further <laughs> into Cesaro's head. Bang. Oh, fucking hell. Well, he might not know where he is. There are a lot of beards in WWE. Oh, yeah, another beard. Oh, Cesaro's got a bit of a beard going on as well. I think Shane McMahon's probably the only clean-shaven one we've seen all night. Well, apart from the good old referees, eh? But Cesaro went for the pop-up uppercut. But his knee gave out. Looking for a slam. Black with a roll-up. One, two. No, Cesaro kicked out. Oh. Black just targeting the leg. Oh, lovely transition. Takedown into a knee bar. Black very well trained in Mai Tai. And Cesaro's had all sorts of damage done. And maybe he just needs to think about his career. But somehow he's getting to his feet. Internet into a sharpshooter. Shout out to Tyson Kidd. Well, his former tag team partner would be proud. Cesaro's got it in. But his legs... Now he's turned it around again. 
into one of the most devastating moves, the crossface. Another shout-out of a black weakening that leg. Turns it over for a pin attempt, but Cesaro able to kick out. Ah, I think there's been so many near falls, it just it's, it adds to the Black's way of getting out of it. Yeah. It's as though, you know, it's just an easy way of, oh, he's got to break the hold now. And a thunderous knee to the jaw, and both men are down, a bit worse for wear. I've yeah. written down Black versus Ali. Well, we're getting a this is awesome chant. <laughs> both men just trading shots on the ground and all. Oh, Cesaro, they've got a nice forearm. Oh, Black tried with the uppercuts, but Cesaro responding now. Load of flurry of uppercuts. Now he's looking for the neutraliser. And Black may be out. No, attacking that leg. And punching the leg. Kicks. Oh, spinning heel kick. Black mass, wasn't it? Yeah, lovely Black mass kick after blocking Cesaro. Straight into the cover. And Cesaro's down and out. Black with the victory. Oh, my God. An impressive there by Alistair Black. That is a beautiful. You've seen how dangerous he is when he could do that. But a great match between the two here. I mean, what? Who's yeah, I've really enjoyed that. Like, I feel I don't know why it feels like we're having a good product. But like the last paper in this one, I've, I've it's been good action, and this was a really good match, especially for a debut for Black. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, it's, normally you get a touch of the nerves, but Black just seems like he was in that Black Mask kick. Oh, fucking hell! Rocking the jaw of Cesaro. But, you know, as as much as I hate to see Cesaro being the full guy, he was kind of like a very, very good opponent for Ali B. Yeah, exactly. I think he's a perfect opponent. And let's hope they do it more like that. And hopefully Alistair Black can grow, you know, in, in WWE as others have failed. But anyway, it means we both get another four all into our next match, which is going to be for this SmackDown Women's, Cha- Smackdown Women's Championship. And it's going to be Bailey. Versus Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. <sighs> yeah, no stopping us down. So, Dan, what do you thought of the build-up to this match? Well, we're still not quite sure on the uh, on what's going on between uh, Bliss and Cross. You know, is Bliss using Cross? Uh, uh, Bailey seems to think that she is. You know, Bailey. Well, since losing a tag team title, she has gone to. Uh, capture the SmackDown Women's Championship. Very good for her after cashing in her Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, Yeah, you know, it is absolutely fucking amazing to see a pay-per-view without Charlotte Flair. Well, yeah, we haven't seen Charlotte actually in a a little bit and it's kind of been refreshing. But I've I've been really enjoying the Nikki Cross character because we know she's crazy. But recently she's been showing a real kind of sweetness to her and you actually kind of feel sorry for is she getting controlled by Blitz you know because Cross is definitely in love with Alexa Bliss isn't she you know well me and her both James me and her both (laughs) so we would you know I think Nikki Cross is actually shorter than Bliss so we've got four and a half feet of fury and five feet of fury to (laughs) get Bailey looks massive compared but Bailey's in the house and uh, I think it's nice but I don't know how it's going to go well I I think I know how it's going to go in this one because when it's two and one I think it's, it's Bailey's way of getting out. Lots of people talk about maybe a Sasha Banks return. I'm not so sure, but I've definitely gone for Bailey. <laughs> I've gone, gone Bailey. Dan, where you gone? Well, I have gone for Bailey. And underneath James, uh, it's like you was just taking the words right out of my mouth. I wrote Banks return. 
So you don't think Banks is going to come back here then? I don't think so, no. I've... Banks is done? Or do you think we will see Banks in a WWE ring in the not-too-distant future? I think we will see Banks soon. Answering a challenge uh, when it's put out there by champion. It can be Eva Lynch or it can be uh, or Bailey. You know, I think the storyline would work better if it's Bailey. Banks has been doing stuff for, for WWE, so I'm sure they're trying to sort things out so she can come back. Absolutely, yeah. So the challengers do have to tag in and out in this match. We might give Bailey a little bit of an advantage here as uh, she grabs hold of Bliss. And it's good to see Alexa Bliss back in action here. Um, I would actually just like to point out that we are watching, it's a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules. And so far, by my count, we've seen one person go through one announce table and thrown into some steps. Undertaker teased using a chair, but, you know, we're one, two, three, four, five, six matches in, and, yeah, one announce table gone through. Yeah, but as I said, just, just, this should be called Backlash or Judgment Day. Do you know what I mean? Have a better name rather than extreme. Because, like I said, there's only going to be... The, the the main event might be an Extreme Rules match, but it's just been a normal pay for you, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, like I said, one match out of six has been extreme of some kind and it's just you know they don't need it but they think oh yeah no this is good just leave an extreme rules damn it exactly, yeah we'll have the main event extreme and bailey throwing getting control of nikki cross now yeah this is definitely a typical underdog style story as bliss just shoves bailey off of the apron head first into the steel steps no it won't make her any uglier and uh, you found a new res- uh, found respect for Bliss, didn't you, watching 365 and the kind of struggles that she's had to endure in her life? Absolutely, yeah. Um, she has been through a lot. You know, she was she felt like she would be close to retiring and uh, obviously growing up, you know, she had some uh, issues with her weight, you know, uh, namely losing it, obviously. And... Uh, yeah, you know, it is good to see kind of like, you know, a redemption story from her. She wasn't as highly billed as Bailey was in NXT. You know, she wasn't part of the four horsewomen. She wasn't main event in takeovers. But yet, she's come through and she's, you know, she's probably arguably one of the best women heels in WWE. Without a doubt, without a doubt. Do you think she can make it as a face on the on the uh, main roster? Um, well, you know, she'd have to change her finishing move back to Sparkle Splash. But, you know, she has got the look of her face, but I think that's what makes her a better heel. But, you know, with the likes of Trish Stratus, she could play both face and heel because she was absolutely beautiful. But I think the thing is what I'd really like to see with this kind of storyline as well with Nikki Cross. We know Nikki Cross, I think she works better as a kind of crazy, unhinged, rather than kind of more sweeter side that we've seen. And maybe her and Bliss, we could, you know, maybe have the the turn with Bliss and Cross involved, where Cross is the face to begin with, and then due to her just keep beating the shit out of Alexa Bliss, you eventually kind of feel sorry and go, oh, hang on a minute, we're on Bliss's side, and she can still kind of keep her attitude. And, you know, a lot of the Rock yeah. did, just kept the same attitude, but just yeah. got cheered, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, um, you know, again, like, Alexa Bliss, she lost the last pay-per-view, and she's, you know, graciously... Putting people over, you could have just had another Bailey versus Bliss, but I think introducing Nikki Cross it kind of helps get a bit more exposure to Cross. I know people are familiar with her, but it is only helping pushing the Cross name value. Well, it, and it, another thing as well that you know if it, people might realise that it's the kind of impact 
like NXT has had as well. Even if you look at when we started kind of watching it till now, like seeing Nikki Cross involved and thinking, oh, that's brilliant, we sort of start. But going through the card, the first match was Bala Nakamura, you know how, you know, the word there. In every single match, Alistair Black just then, you kind yeah. of, you know what I mean? It, well, you know, you've got Nakabala, both NXT yeah. champs. Nice has been in, uh, sorry, Gulak has been in NXT. McIntyre, former champ, of McIntyre, course. McIntyre, former champion. Roman Reigns came through NXT, the Revival, NXT champs. Uh, Black, as you say, NXT champ. Cesaro Bailey. had some great matches down in NXT yeah. as well. Uh, Bailey, former NXT women's champ. Bliss uh, and Nikki Cross, both, you know, those kind of more valets down in NXT as opposed to uh, competitors, but especially with Cross, she had some very good matches. Oh, Cross, you know, if, if we can see just a little bit of that here, you know, there's definitely there's, there's something about her, which I like about Nikki Cross. All of these three women have got sank about them, whereas it's, it's sank in their eye or just with Bailey, it's just kind of, she's the perfect underdog. As she's doing right now, you know, she's the perfect. Well, she's hung up in the tree of woe. <laughs> yeah. Nikki's just kicked the shit out of her. Alexa Bliss is on the top turn back with her and just punching Bailey back down as she's trying to get up and uh, escape from the tree of woe. She'll always get up, bless her. But Bailey doing what she can to fight off, kicks Bliss and manages to free herself. Oh, and a forearm to not cross off, but that allows Bliss to get back in, and she's just choking Bailey out, lifting her off her feet. But again, Bailey, ever the face in peril, managing to fight out, but Bliss not letting that happen for too long. Just a double knees to the midsection, and handspring back into another set of double knees into the cover, but Bailey managing to kick out. Uh, he's made a motion up, bless him. We talk about dancing referee. Dancing yeah. referee. We talk about NXTs. You know, they said, no, you, you, you make it the main roster now, mate. They all grow up in the end, didn't they, oh, bless them? I'd love to see Jessica Carr on the main roster. Yeah. Oh, my word. And a huge forearm there by Bliss. Oh, but Bailey responds with a huge clothesline takedown and just grabbing the hair of Bliss, <laughs> punching the fuck out of her. <laughs> Bailey going after Nikki Cross as well. Suicide dive. Takes out Nikki before she even thinks about trying to get the tag in. And now begging, to, begging for Bailey to get up. And she hangs her over the second rope into a cover. One, two. Oh. No, Bailey with the kick. Uh, Bliss with the kick out. Oh. Uh, no one for Alexa to tag in. Oh, and Bailey just ramming her shoulder into the midsection of Bliss. Back suplex to Cross, who just, just tagged herself in. And she slams Bliss on top of Nikki. <coughs> Catches the foot for Cross. Drags her down by her leg. And now Bailey looking to put Nikki Cross away. She's only got little legs, bless her. <laughs> Rolling through, and it's like an inverted figure four. And Nikki Cross can't get there, but Bliss with a oh, knee. Oh, coming to save it, but she gets caught. And she's got a cross face on Bliss. And the Indian death lock on Nikki Cross that you don't see often. Oh, but Bliss escaping by biting the finger of Bailey. That was very innovative there. Cross trying to turn it around, manage it, trying to get away closer to the ropes. But Bailey drags her back to the middle of the ring. And again, Bliss in to break up the submission attempt. Trying to save things for her team. I think she's getting a bit frustrated with Nikki Cross. Bailey looking to swing a huge right towards Bliss, who ducks it. Turns her attentions back to Nikki Cross. Calls in Bliss, who has to get held back by the referee. That allows Nikki to get back into it. A huge back elbow. Oh, my Lovely God. tornado DDT off the second for Nikki. One, two, no. Bailey managing to kick out. Oh. Cross into another cover. And again, Bailey kicking out. Oh. You don't say much, James. You just say, oh. 
Now Nikki Cross tagging in Alexa Bliss. Look at the put her away. Twisted Bliss. I think Bailey got the knees up to the ribs. Bliss has got someone to tag in. She does. Tags in Nikki Cross. And now we're going to see the Nikki Cross body. No. No, we see the Bailey knee to the jaw. <laughs> Puts Nikki in position. <laughs> and now here comes Bailey. Elbow off the top. One, two, three. And Bailey gets the job done on Nikki Cross and beats Alexa Bliss at the same time. My God. What an interesting match. Dan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it was a very... I'm not too keen on Nikki Cross kind of being used as cannon fodder. Uh, but will this cause a rift between uh, Bliss and Cross down the line a bit? I don't know. But um, again, very good for Bailey. Great face in peril kind of work from her, which, you know, that's what you need if you want to kind of sell a face. Without doubt, you know, this is what we wanted from Bailey for a very long time. We're finally getting it, even if it is with Cross kind of getting beat and Bliss again. But uh, not, not a bad match, probably, you know, one of the slowest of the night. But it means we both get another point. So it is five all as we head into our next match. There ain't no stopping us now. So here we go. Now, next match is last man standing and it's Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. And these two men have been at war recently, sending each other through stages and sets. And Strowman's been in the hospital, thanks to Big Bobby as well. Oh, thanks to himself, really. It was when he put Bobby Lashley through the LED screen. I think he uh, dislocated or ruptured. Or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Had a yeah. bit of internal Misplaced bleeding. spleen for the night. I found it. I can go back in. Oh, but Lashley straight off the mark. Goes after Braun Strowman, who grabs him and just drags him out of the ring. And Strowman hasn't managed to get into the ring yet. But this is a last man standing match. Throws Bobby Lashley into Barry Cade from one side to the other. Uh, before this match is over, uh, I have gone for, in this one, Strowman. <laughs> I've gone for Strowman too. And now the bell finally rings as Braun brings him in. So, James, seventh match, seventh same match. Prediction. I feel this is going to be a draw. I I don't. I feel I'm going to beat you because I always beat you, Dan. I am unbeaten at pay-per-views. Seven for seven. All right? So enough yep. of your shit. Yep. 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 And Stroma now going to go on a run around the outside to Lashley. Oh, shoulder block. Takes down Big Bob. Big, Big Bob's burgers. Big bad ball. Strowman going to do another lap of the ring while he's waiting for Lashley to get up. Oh, picking up steam. Choo-choo! Here comes Strowman. No, Lashley responds with a spear to the incoming Braun. Takes him down. And Lashley now just taken out Braun. And will we see the Dark Destroyer that we've known for? I mean, we saw him in when, well, when I used to watch Impact when he was champion. Yeah, honestly, I watched it. Oh, Lashley picking up the steel steps, ramming them into Braun Strowman. The referee's counting now that Strowman's down. Well, Lashley did, to his credit, take out Mysterio, where Mysterio's going to return, didn't he? <laughs> Hang on a minute. They've rebuilt the American... Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Lashley sends Strowman over the top. Oh, yeah, there's a match going on as well. How did they rebuild that so fast? Yeah, Mysterio got sacrificed <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. And Lashley absolutely hammered him. And now back with Strowman again. 
These two guys, do you think they pair up well? I think they do. I enjoyed their sh- Super Showdown match, I think it was. I yeah. it was two big men going at it. And now we can see these two big men lo- using weapons. So you got him, man. No, man. It should be fun. There's no Razor Ramon in the building, by the way. It's just me and James. And Lashley with a chair. Now they're going up. The fans. Up the fence. Strowman struggling to get to his feet. <laughs> so are you, are you? Dan's struggling to stay away. Yeah. Well, Lashley took Strowman right up the entranceway. That's got to be a painful move. Uh, there's a problem here. I remember when you took me up the aisle. Lovely, though, wasn't it? Couldn't sit down for a week. Both men, uh, they've gone into a tunnel. We're struggling to get camera crew back there, but we will pick up the action as soon as we can get a cameraman there. Yeah, it's not like they've planned this. Here we go, and Strowman's down. Lashley's standing tall. Well, this will have Paul Heyman's fingers all over it if he's doing some of the booking at the moment. And of course, James, where are we for this match? Well, where are we for this pay-per-view? Dan. As you can see, the Philadelphia Flyers uh, Stanley Cup champions banners in the background. It's basically an NXT tribute show apart from this match, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, even being I, in... I don't care, James. The only thing that I care about is the fact that I get to say... Lashley, he's just beating the crap out of Strowman at the moment. Yeah, I saw it at the house. Jesus Christ, son. What? Is that a goddamn kid? Bet you only money got John Cena t-shirt there. I bet you only money their chips cost five and a half dollars. One one two, one one three. It's all the same everywhere, isn't it? Where you? And Ashley, he's uh, he's kind of disappeared into the background. Strowman just managing to get to his feet, but Lashley is definitely on the prowl. Oh my God, the event staff are really struggling to keep them at bay there. Person, I think she's female as well. And Ashley, realizing there's none of his merch on sale, just flips the merchandise table over. Well, Lynch, Bailey, Rollins, Edge. What you see now? A ricochet, isn't it? <laughs> oh my God! Well, Strowman's managed to turn it around and suplex the Lashley to the merch stand. There's a WWE belt for sale there, slightly uh, tarnished by the backside of Lashley. Bobby Lashley just managing to get to his feet. Now Strowman's in a bit of control as they fight their way back into the arena. As we go to Shield Cam, Dunan. Oh, and Strowman oh. bringing him back down the hard way. Kicking Lashley down the stairs. Fucking hell, Strowman's sweating. Talk about shame at man, but Lashley and Strowman give him credit. Well, they have just been on a long fucking walk. Yeah, no, well, yeah, to be <laughs> fair, I would be sweating if I walked round there. I'm listening. Strowman scaring the fans out the way. Oh. Charge it. Huge shoulder block takedown there. And the monster among men is standing tall as the referee counts Lashley. That's a nice AJ Styles t-shirt. You're a nice AJ. And Lashley back to his feet. Well, Strowman's going to end it now with a power slam. Oh, Lash Strowman and slamming him through the barricade, but the other way to what we're used to seeing. My God, he nearly hit his head in the back of the steps as well. And um, Lashley somehow gets to his feet before Braun Strowman. Because here's the one that speared Braun Strowman through barricade. Yeah, but when you think about all the punishment that they've taken in this match. Well, both men are up before the 10 count, so this match will continue. Well, Seth Rollins has got many nicknames, but can Lashley be the monster slayer here tonight? And at the moment, I can't see last time I remember Braun Strowman manhandled like this. Oh, as he sends Strowman back first into the edge of the ring. And now Lashley just waiting for Strowman to get up. Well, it looks like Lashley's ready to charge as soon as Strowman makes it to his feet. Lashley seems to be enjoying himself at the moment. Oh, no, Lashley's going to take a leaf out of Strowman's book and he's doing a lap of the ring to build up some speed as he shoulder blocks Strowman 
over the announce table and then tips it on top of him. It worked for Del Rio against Big Show. <laughs> well, can Strowman, true that, can Strowman get to his feet or is it all over? I noticed that they've gone for this angle because the other angle, Strowman could easily roll out underneath it. Yeah, you can it. see Strowman. There you go. <laughs> and Strowman is up before 10. Well, I think Bobby Lashley thought he had it there, but it's going to take a lot to keep the monster down. As Lashley jumps over Barry Cade, but gets caught by Strowman and thrown into oh, the, uh, <laughs> the foreign announcer's table. Ming Ao nearly got taken out. It's Sean Deng and Ming Ao, oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God, the power of Strowman there. Well, he used Lashley's momentum against him and just sent the big man flying. At the count of eight, Lashley is up to his feet somehow. But Strowman, I think he can uh, smell that Lashley's hurt. And he's lucky because Funaki would have kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> you got a flash fan in the crowd. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Strowman looks absolutely out of it, hoping Lashley can't get to his feet. I think Strowman's trying to poke his innards back into his body. Oh no, Lashley again targeting the injured left hand side of Strowman's ribs. They use a trash can across the back. Is Strowman just taking the time to rest or can he just legitimately not get up yet? <laughs> Far away look in his eyes. Strowman has beaten the count and responds with a huge uppercut to Lashley. And Strowman just booting Lashley. I mean, I don't know how this is going to end if they've already speared each other through the barricade. They'll be fighting all over the place. Well, neither man's refusing to give up. And Lashley just calling Strowman on. He delivers a big boot to the chest. Fair play, Lashley, calling on Strowman. And again, keeps getting up to his knees. But Strowman, as quick as he can get up. Oh, my word. Lashley in trouble there. Now they're fighting back into the fans. Going up some stairs again. Oh, Lashley throws a plant in the way and Strowman gets rid of him. Oh, there's more of them. Oh, stop overreacting, you prick. Oh, that ruined it a little bit, but it's right. As he gets ref. And a chair shot to the back of Lashley. Drops him down. Well, the fans who thought they ain't get the best seats in the house have definitely turned now with Strowman and Lashley on their laps. Oh, my God. Well, Strowman wondering what it's going to do to take Bobby Lashley out. Well, if you see Strowman outside in your garden nicking a gate, don't worry, because he might take offence. trying to do with Lashley? Well, he's struggling to pick him up, but I think his injuries have uh, kind of ailed him a bit. But Lashley fighting back with a huge uppercut from Strowman regains control. Oh, my God. Strowman's got Lashley. And a power slam. You can't do this, Strowman. Well, it looks like he's going to. On concrete. Oh! Both men have disappeared out of camera shot. I mean, they must have fallen at least 15 feet. At least 20 foot to the dark below. My God, that's a big crash, Matt. <laughs> Strowman's stirring, managing to get to his feet. Gone punch for it. You see dub chant as referee counting. Of course, Strowman, bit a monster. Blah! Five. Well, this match looks like it's going to end in a draw. Referee seven. (laughs) Hulk lives. Strowman's alive. (laughs) No sign of movement for Lashley at the 10 count. And Braun has won this match. In what I thought was a very fucking entertaining match. Both guys at point seemed uh, very, very unstoppable. Um, fighting all over the arena. I think they spent a total of 30 seconds actually in the ring itself, which is what you like to see between these two monsters balling, especially kind of like the, the pre-story that they've given us, you know, spearing through uh, sets and so on and so forth. And hopefully this is the monster among men push 
that Strowman is uh, coming back to. Without doubt, they showed these two guys at the best. And that's all you can want, really. I mean, Lashley did lose, but he looked great in defeat. As for Strowman, is it time now? Is it going to be the next step towards the main event? I don't know. But what a war that was between Strowman and Ashley, last man standing. It means we both get another point. So it's six all after our seventh match. Heading to the next one as Strowman celebrates. Can we come match and then we're both on for a perfect score? <laughs> AJ Styles interview backstage and he sees confident with a club by his side. We know how all that ends, ladies and gentlemen. But up next is the SmackDown Tag Team Titles on the line. Triple threat. It's going to be New Day versus... Heavy Machinery. Versus Brian. 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 Yeah, that's better. Oh, Dan. Dan. Here Heavy Machinery. One of your favourite tag teams. Absolutely. Are they not one of yours? Yeah. Well, I'm not a huge fan of Tucker Knight, but I do like the Doze. Oh, I love the does. Can't, can't, can't beat him. Dose. Look at that. Here comes Otis, ready for action. Ready, mate. Ready, mate. <laughs> We're just over halfway through the pay-per-view. Uh, but, so, I have gone for, in this match, just get prediction out of the way, nice and early. Hang on, which, which ones are my uh, forged predictions, which I just pulled out <laughs> from the inside of my book? I've gone Brian and Rowan in this match. I, too, have gone for Brian. What are your thoughts behind Brian winning this one? Uh, I, I don't think they've achieved all they can do as tag team champions. I still think there's obviously a lot more left for... Uh, I think there's a lot more left for Daniel Bryan to bring to this uh, tag team division. And again, you know, it's only elevating uh, Eric Rowan, uh, the Planet's tag team champion. Uh, you know, he hasn't even uh, hemped the belt yet. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, you know, he did the WWE Championship... So, looking to defend it here. And, uh, uh, to be fair, I don't think titles change hands in triple threat matches that often. So, that's what I've gone growing for as well. And Charles Robinson, even though he might be out of pocket a little bit, he's still in this match. Well, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure a person like Charles Robinson is insured. He is the nature ref. Woo! Well, if he's like the nature boy, he'd piss it all up against the fucking wall, would he? So, no, I mean, Ric Flair's a legend. Just not we looking after money, I suppose. But tag team titles, oh, la, la. Dan, what are, you, what are your thoughts on the SmackDown tag team division? Well, you know, going back to Ric Flair, he loses half his fortune every time he gets divorced eight times. So, you know, it's, he's got about a 16th of his fortune left. Yeah, a bit many more titles he's had, they fair play. Uh, SmackDown tag team division, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, you know, there, there is obviously a huge amount of talent, um, especially, you know, we've uh, we bigged up the New Day when we was... Uh, Bigging up Usos earlier, you know, they're obviously in very similar leagues. Uh, Xavier Woods and Biggie, two great wrestlers. Um, Daniel Bryan, everyone knows exactly what he's capable of. And sorry, I can't keep a straight face. Otis is on the uh, on the apron and he's wiggling his legs and shaking the rope, bringing focus to him. Um, yeah, Daniel Bryan, we absolutely know exactly what he's capable of. Uh Eric Rowan, you know, we've seen him as a Bludgeon Brothers, part of uh, the Wyatt family as well. You know, he, he is a solid worker. You know, you can't take that away from him. And Heavy Machinery, we seen him run roughshod over NXT. And I was brought up very quickly from uh, the developmental league. But I definitely think they're worthy of holding their own in the ring. Yeah, but there's not that many tag teams on SmackDown. I think therein lies the problem. But... and. Also on Raw, yeah, you've got the Revival, but I mean, who are they going to go against next? Is it the, the club? You know, but the club are hills, so that won't work out. 
or if you know, even with uh, the Usos, they come across SmackDown. Can we watch another New Day versus Usos match? You know, yes, so we, absolutely. Well, of course we can, but <laughs> I'm saying, talk about trying to build um, the tag team, or maybe it's I don't know if it's time to put the tag team titles together. I don't know if there's that many great ta- or the way tag teams being used. Well, focus. I, I definitely think we'd have a lot more options. You know, if you had the tag team titles merged together, but. The thing about this era is there were there were a lot more genuine tag teams because you know you go back in a day and you know you get a, a random pairing team up and they win the tag team titles. But you know aside from Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, but they're seeming like they're less and less a, a random pairing of mm. wrestlers to team up for the tag team titles. So you know it is good in that way, but I do miss you know. Uh, a random pairing put together to win the tag team titles. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing that these do, like you said, as uh, Tucker Knight just gets thrown outside by Rowan, and he's just showing his power, and that's where Rowan take over now, I suppose. Oh, well, he is the powerhouse of the team. Heavy Machinery have two powerhouses. New Day have one in Big E, and uh, Eric Rowan is the planet's champions. Rowan, it... heavy man. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, with Woods, is like he's the smallest guy in there because they are pretty big guys and even Brian yeah he's small but because of his accomplishments and who he is doesn't seem do you know what I mean because he's quite a main event talent yeah well you know one guy out of this six has won the WWE Championship and it's one of the smallest guys in there and to be fair I think they, you know with Rowan yeah they're trying but I just I don't know you know what I mean like, I'd, I'd rather have him had Luke Harper as a partner hmm. But I do love Big E as well. We talk about his reaction and his looks. I mean, he was sitting fucking with his legs out open, waiting for uh, the tag team champions to come out. And uh, it's Brian and Rowan going to isolate Woods, causing all sorts of pain to Xavier Woods. So who, you know, we both think that uh, Brian are going to win here. So who eats the pin? Will it be Heavy Machinery or will it be New Day? I mean, I mean he- oh, sorry. Well, uh, I think it'll be Heavy Machinery because, like I said, they're a young tag team, but I think they've still got a chance to recover and I think maybe a programme between New Day and uh, Browning towards SummerSlam might be the kind of the, the best way for it to go. But, you know, with the likes of New Day, because they've had so many title runs, they could shake a lot a loss a lot easier than heavy machinery would, you know, because they came up short when they challenged for them before. So, you know, this I think it's uh it would be New Day to eat the pin. It all depends on the kind of plans, like you said, afterwards, uh, where they want to kind of go with it, you know, who they want to get in there and see who's next for Brian. I mean, it would be quite fun in a weird way to have, even though Harper's kind of, you know, on the the, the bad list now, have him get a tag team partner. Not like Brian, but someone a little bit smart and say, oh, here's me, remind me, tag team now. Let's go for the tag team titles. And you can have a good standoff with Rowan <laughs> yeah. and Harper. And... Yeah, even eventually leading back to them two they're screwing over Brian yeah, sorry shut up Otis <laughs> is in the ring and he's just running through Daniel Bryan taking him down oh yeah as he picks up the much smaller man spins round with him and back the other way oh, a huge slam there dizzying Bryan before slamming him down and he's starting to get himself a bit of momentum Bryan looks for a kick but he just gets caught and a lovely Fisherman's belly-to-belly overhead suplex. A huge slam in the corner. Hey! And Brian with a Ric Flair bump. Charles Robinson's like, I see we did there, I like it. Uh-oh, is that putting him in position? Oh, Caterpillar. Oh, this is feeling it. I'm feeling it. Good, son. 
Oh. Oh. Wee. 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 Oh, yeah. One of the strangest looking things. As he tags in Tucky. Look to put him away. Slingshot into a hip lock takedown. To the cover, but Brian managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Back drop there. Big E gets a tag in. Belly to belly. Runs the ropes. Big splash, but Knight gets his knees up. Tags in big does. Uh-oh, and they look to put Big E away. Big Otis and Big E. And maybe looking for the trash compactor to finish things. Tucker's gone up top. Oh, suplex into a cross body. Tucky with a pin. One, two, no. Eric Rowan. And just the power of Rowan picking Tucker Knight up with ease. Spinning heel kick. Woods in from behind trying to toke out Rowan, but just gets thrown off easily. And Rowan now with a head of steam. Taking a page out of his former Wyatt Buddies uh, book with a running crossbody. Uh, Brian with the knee off the apron. I think Woods is out. But Big E eliminating Rowan from the Royal Rumble. Looks to go flying. Spins oh. Brian off the edge of the ring apron. My God. Uh-oh. Oh, Bubba. Otis is in the ring. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. No. No. Oh, yeah. No, the big man. Go on, Otis. You can't, Oat. You can do it, Otis. Oh, he's feeling it. Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Steps through the ropes and jumps off and just takes out Big E, Woods, and Rowan. Oh, my God. All these men are down. And Tucker Knight surveying the scene. He's going up top. Oh, you crazy Tucker. Flying cross body to Rowan and Big E. Let the bodies hit the floor. We were talking about former NXT people. Of course, we know about every machine. Big E, former NXT champion in his own right. But he might be in serious trouble now. The compactor. Boom. Got new tag team champions. One, two. two. No. Oh. Woods in for the save. Yeah, well. You know, Austin Creed from NXT. Uh, heavy Machinery obviously came from NXT. Even Daniel Bryan spent a little bit of time in NXT before coming up with um, Nexus. Yeah, it was in the first season of that. And oh my God. Dozovic yeah. takes out Woods and it's been all Heavy Machinery. Now Rowan's in. He's got the goal. Something Carava. He's got the claw. The Iron Claw. Iron claw. Heavy Machinery though. With a con... Machinery Tato. Well, they're using their bodies. And they're just taking turns of running into Rowan. Dozovic and Knight are just splashing the hell out of Rowan. Well, Rowan's not there to help. He won't be able to help Daniel Bryan out. Pop quiz, who are the legal men? Big E and... I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Oh, dear. Well, Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovic there. At the second rope. And uh, Rowan in a very prone position. So Big E's going to come in with a sunset fl- uh, powerbomb, isn't he? There yeah, he is. Yeah, there's Big E. He's looking for the powerbomb. Here he comes, but Brian. Daniel Bryan's got a blind tag. But Big E's just powerbomb both Otis and Knight. Well, heavy machinery out of it. Rowan's on top. Well, the, com- the commentators are telling us that Daniel Bryan has tagged in, but I don't think that's a secret they should have kept to themselves. Yeah, it'd make it a little bit more surprising. Oh my god, Biggie struggled to get up, but did. But here comes Brian. Off top, flying goat headbutt. LaBelle lock, locked in on Big E. He's got it in, middle of the ring, Big E, in all sorts of trouble. Oh, Brian pulling back on Big E. And now he's got the arm wrenched back as well. I think if Big E wanted to tap, he couldn't. 
and he folds him up like a pretzel. And Biggie trying to wiggle his way to the bottom rope, doing everything he can. <laughs> and Biggie's got his body under the rope, managed to uh, evade Brian's submission. And Daniel Bryan looks furious. Oh, that's just pissed off the goat. And he's going to look to put away Biggie now. And Biggie looks a bit worse for wear. And the yes kicks. And the kicks to Biggie, but I think they've just woken him up. Oh my god, that didn't work. And Biggie's telling Brian to do it, who slaps him. And this is the Big E that we haven't seen since he was uh, a heel, really. Is it Daniel Bryan's job to make the new day? Do you know, as in, oh my goodness. Oh, he gets clotheslined inside out by Big E. He pulls the straps down. And when the straps come down, James, we know it means business. Irish rips Bryan into the corner. Gets caught by Big E. Up for the big ending. Tags in Woods. And Woods up now. He's got him. Boom. Midnight hour. One, two, three. Oh, my God. And it's not only Kofi that's beaten Daniel Bryan for a title, but it is now the new tag team champions, the New Day. My God, a New Day win. And Bryan absolutely made Big E there, that closing that sequence. Really great stuff. My God, has Bryan got that written into his contract? New Day are champions again. Like I cannot believe that, Dan. What do you think of the match? Well, can I just say, first and foremost, uh, by Freebird rules, Kofi is now the WWE champion and SmackDown tag team champion. But, yeah, um, that match, absolutely fucking brilliant. Um, It's kind of protected heavy machinery a bit. Maybe they go with New Day heavy machinery uh, or they go with Bowen versus heavy machinery. I don't know, but, yeah, uh, what can I say? Non-stop action. There was no... Slows in the action, it, you know, it was basically finger on the fucking pulse all the way through, which, what I love from a tag team match. No doubt, and this is all it was, and I'm surprised Brian lost. And what, what of Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan now, you know? Like, where do they go from here? It's an interesting time. I mean, it's, it's, I'm shocked by it, and I mean, we both don't get a point because we both went Brian, so it is six all still after eight matches. But, wow. Roman. And New Day are six-time tag team champions. Fair play to the New Day, and they are definitely happy about this. Well, it's a New Day. Yes, it is. Oh, God. All right, up next, it's the United States title on the line. It's AJ Styles versus Ricochet. And AJ Styles coming out here with the club side-by-side side again. Dan, what do you thought the build-up to this match? Um, I'm very happy to see uh, a resurged uh, club. I think that's that's very good. It's only going to elevate Anderson and Gallows. And, you know, we were talking about tag teams and Gallows and Anderson. I mean, you know, they are an absolute brilliant tag team. Um, I definitely think they've uh, they could have another tag team title run in them. Yeah, but this is a problem at the moment on Raw. The rival being champions would be two Hill teams, wouldn't it? So, like I said, the club do need more airtime. But uh, it's it's good to see him back by AJ Styles. But it's been interesting with your mate Ricochet, isn't it? You know, uh, it has been. Yeah, you know, we see uh, Ricochet defeat AJ Styles two weeks ago, clean as a whistle on Raw, um, and then he faced off against Gallows and Anderson, beat them both straight up before uh, a beatdown by the club ensued uh, after, well, after two weeks ago and last week as well. Uh, AJ Styles has got the club by his side here, but shush. And that belt does suit Ricochet, though, doesn't it? It looks good around his chiselled waist. Well, I 
concur. And while I think Ricochet has a chance to become a real household name, not only WWE, but with the United States title. And if the rumours would be true that Ricochet is getting a push, then there is no better time when it's a three-and-one situation, situation that you come out on top. And this is why it's going to make Ricochet. If he loses this, then his future as a main event is, is, I, it's got to be questioned uh, because to hot shot to AJ Styles so quickly, I think would be a mistake. I have gone Ricochet. Well, you say, you know, losing a title, but losing it against the likes of AJ Styles, a man who, you know, made an impressive debut, and he has just gathered and gathered and gathered since making his debut in 2016. Um, you know, he's he's won the title on uh, on a couple of occasions, had absolutely great runs with it. You know, he's a WWE World Heavyweight Champion, for God's sake, so... On that note, I'm going to go with AJ Styles. <laughs> went so for the first time <laughs> in these predictions, James, we have gone different. You will it pay off? It's a risk. Oh. But will it pay off? And we see the club beating Fuck down Ricochet sake. before the bell even starts. Well, that's the point of that. So Ricochet, it, it was non-title match against AJ Styles and Raw, wasn't it? No, the title was on the line. That's why Ricochet won clean as a whistle. So the title was on the line. So at least he's had one successful title defence if he loses here tonight. What a great champion is. Loses it last month at a pay-per-view, loses it the the following month. They can't. Ricochet is a fantastic athlete. Finger and bum notwithstanding. He is great in what he does in the ring. This should be a cracking encounter for these two men as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But, you know, I'd like to see it as clean as a whistle... The club getting involved. That's all right. You only keep winning ones anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Ricochet with an Irish whip reversed by AJ. Rolls over the back of him. Ducks underneath a clothesline attempt. Lovely head scissors take down and nip up from Ricochet. And a drop kick straight on the button. And this is what you can expect from these two guys. A match where the pace barely slows down. As the pace slows down. (laughs) Well, who would ever thought that we would see a Ricochet versus AJ Styles match on a WWE pay-per-view even like two years, three years ago? Well, when we started this podcast yeah. and you told me that, you know, down the line, in five, you know, in less than five years' time, we would see Ricochet versus AJ, I would have said, James, get your finger out your ass. You're talking shit. <laughs> but now I just say, James, get your finger out your ass. I can smell shit. <laughs> yes, Ali. You're just like Ricochet. Will I be a loser here tonight or will I be a winner? That is the question. Will I be like Ricochet well, or not? You know, it's, it's, safe, it's safe to say that my predictions tonight thus far have been safe, you know, because we have gone for the same one. But this one was just a risk. And the loss I'm facing at the moment, 7-2, I think... You've got to take risks. You've got to take risks, yeah. yeah and exactly. that's why I've gone Baron Corbin in the main event. <laughs> <laughs> Ricochet. Do I see a cashing card there poking <laughs> out your pocket? No, you can't handle cash. Can I handle my cashing card? You you handed it in a few weeks ago for the first episode of SmackDown Live on Fox. Yeah, Remember that? That's true, yeah. Well, Ricochet's broken the LED screen. That's a shame. He took out AJ Styles, a lovely moonsault. Oh, but AJ throws Ricochet's shoulder first into the ring post. And this is the cocky, aggressive AJ Styles that we wanted to see. For so long now as well. So we've only got four matches left after this. So, yeah, three matches after this. And AJ Styles with a chop to Ricochet. in about the corner. AJ's beating the piss out of Ricochet. It's a very startless thanks to the bar. Thanks to the club bar. Jesus Christ. 
AJ Styles had just thrown Ricochet with such force that Ricochet ended up upside down in the corner. And Ricochet in all sorts of trouble now with AJ Styles, who's just going on the attack. And come on, the face getting beaten up for the majority of the match and then pulling out a victory in the end there. Oh, Ricochet's going to get a yeah. victory, isn't he, the cunt? If he does, James, I'm going to stick a finger up your bum. <laughs> oh, and Styles just kicking the shit out of Ricochet, who, apart from his quick start, has been unable to find any traction in this match. AJ wisely keeping him grounded, thus eliminating his uh, high-octane offence. And now Ricochet trying to fight back from AJ Styles. So, is there, you know, you're, you're a man of wrestling, James. Is there actually a Bullet Club about anymore? Yeah, it's a Bullet Club in Japan, yeah. Because it, it doesn't seem to get heard of, you know. I've, I've, I've heard a lot about it when AJ Styles was there, when Nakamura was there, when... Uh, Finn Balor was there, and even when Cody, the Young Bucks, and Omega was there. Yeah, it's still part of the New Japan, but it's it's like bad luck fable now, and people that you probably got kind of real oh, okay. mainstream. But it's a, it's a story that continues. But this is you know the New Japan have not allowed WWE to use that gimmick. You know they could have sold it, but like you said, instead of keeping it as intellectual property, now WWE knows that it fucking feels for a change. You know, so yeah. And now Ricochet trying to fight back, but every time he does, AJ's just knocking him down. But they're managing to use the club and the ballot. Oh, fucking very agile from Ricochet there, using Styles' chest if he's catching with a step up in Seguri. And he's knocking him down, but not knocking him out. And Ricochet's still in this one, and AJ was a little bit stunned. But these two guys have got sudden offense. Quick as a hiccup. <laughs> Ricochet ducking a close-on attempt, hitting a huge running forearm. Oh, lovely Hezzes' takedown. Ricochet trying to kick it up a gear. He charges towards Styles, shoulder into the corner, bouncing AJ's head off the turnbuckle and then just kicking the underside of it. And you can hear the impact there. Now Ricochet going flying. Taking out the club before they even thought about getting involved. Very wise from Ricochet, but you don't want to take your eyes off AJ Styles for too long. Springboard moonsault. Come on, Such son. agility. One, two. And oh. Styles managing to kick out. Oh, motherfucker. <clears throat> well, which way will this go? Ricochet might have even the playing field. Trying to pick AJ up on his shoulders, but AJ dropping down. Ricochet with the Irish whip. Stars with the elbow up, though, catching the charging in Ricochet. Springboard moonsault, but Ricochet turns it around with a lovely fisherman suplex. Rolls through into a lovely suplex to the cover. One, two, oh. No. Well, AJ managed to kick out. Uh-huh. And Ricochet expending all the amount of energy. Trying to put Styles away. And now Ricochet, who's in great shape, we should mention. And Styles, they saw him coming in, frozen to the outside. Ricochet immediately up to his feet in the corner. Kind of springboard in, but gets caught by AJ onto his shoulders. Oh, a fireman's carry neck breaker. And Styles hurt his own knee against the back of Ricochet's head. Oh, poor Styles' knee. But Ricochet, whilst he's got breath in his body, he's still in this one. And even though you don't go for your man, I... They're going to still support Ricochet. So who did you go for in uh, your man, Drew McIntyre, and Shane McMahon against the Graveyard Dogs? Who did you go for in your Randy Orton match? Oh, wait, no, Randy Orton didn't have a match, did he? No. And Ricochet now looking to put AJ Styles down. Sends him on the apron. (laughs) Sends him on the apron, and Ricochet going to look to come back in. Swings his way in, but fucking hell. A violent suplex into the corner. And AJ Styles into the cover, but Ricochet managing to kick out. Oh. Ricochet struggling to get up, and Styles now stalking him. Come on, Ricochet! That's a girl's name! 
And Star's going to look to put him away. He's up in a TKO position. Let's hit him up. Ricochet. Two. Oh. No, Styles kicked out. Oh. Catching him. Oh, an inverted DDT. Yeah, reverse DDT. Like Ricochet, shoulder up at two. Two. So AJ Styles getting frustrated here. Not sure what it can take to put Ricochet away. And now Styles, maybe Styles clash. Uh, Ricochet managing to get out of it. Well, I don't think I've ever seen anybody quicker than AJ Styles. I think Ricochet definitely might be as AJ then turns the pace up himself. Looking for his phenomenal forearm. Oh, no. Come on, Ricochet. Go on, AJ. Oh, no, Ricochet. Styles catches him. Face first into the mat. One, two. Oh. No. Kick out. Uh-huh. Well, the cocky cover couldn't get it done. And the club's still at ringside looking on. Looking for the Styles clash, perhaps. And now Ricochet. No. Plans it into Ricochet. a Hulkamana. Yeah. Oh. Only a two count. Two. Well, Ricochet thought he had him there. Couldn't get it done. Both men are down now. Now both men just slugging it out now. And look at this, just an absolute brawl between these two. Fantastic stuff. Rights and lefts exchanged. Dueling chance now as well. Ricochet trying to block. And that kind of hulked him up a little bit. Show have a few unanswered shots to Styles. This AJ with his quick offence. Lefts, right, spinning back elbow. But Ricochet catches him. We'll step up in Seguri. Then it's AJ's turn with a Pele kick. But Ricochet managed to turn it round into a lovely swinging netbreaker. <laughs> oh my goodness. But Styles with a brain buster. One, two, no. Just what? a two count. Two. Well, neither men they just seem to connect it there. Well, Styles looks to be getting frustrated. And maybe the only way... Well, we know the only way he thinks he can beat the one and only is with um, the club in his corner. But can Ricochet fight off? Uh, me man club, we hit you over head with club. And now Styles setting them up and that top turnbuckle. What was that? He's saying, James, another Extreme Rules match and a <laughs> no stipulation for stipulation. it. And another NXT connection, former <laughs> North American champ. And AJ Styles. And Styles, who, yeah, was too good for NXT, apparently. Indeed. And now maybe a superplex attempt, but Ricochet blocking it. Well, Styles down, falls hard, and now Ricochet... Got to look, try and put it away. No. Styles jumps up, but Ricochet hangs him up on that top rope. And now Ricochet looking to come off the top with a springboard. Absolutely oh. picture perfect from Ricochet. And a shooting star press. Goes for the cover. No. Oh, AJ Styles' foot was underneath the ropes. Because fucking well, Carl Anderson. spotted Carl Anderson. He put it there. He spotted it. Is the official letting this go on when there's two guys at ringside? Because they haven't got involved and he hasn't said, but they got You're ma- out of here! Where's their manager's licence? Of course they've got manager's well, licence. Well, as long as I see it. I've seen it. It's alright, don't worry. Well, Ricochet had the job done there. And now he's going to put him in position. Well, his foot was already under the ropes. Anderson didn't even touch him. You can see in that replay. Are you kidding me? You just see him move that leg? He didn't touch it. Ricochet going to go up. What's Anderson now? He's just running towards Ricochet to tell him to have a safe flight, but Ricochet obviously thought he was coming in to injure him. Oh, this is bullshit. You can't... This is tainted. Make sure he's okay, ref. Oh, Make look. sure he's okay. Gallows hangs him up. Ref, Ricochet just slipped. I saw oh, him. Oh, yeah. He's your mate, and you're accepting this. He wanted to fill the ring post up oh, his bum. Oh, shit. He said his finger wasn't oh, enough. Oh, shit. Even the crowd don't like that crap. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Ricochet on that second. Oh, shit. Styles clash off the second. You motherfucker. One, two, three. <laughs> what was that, James? And no. 
United States champion, AJ Styles. You uh, fucker. Oh my god. Without further ado, as request per me, what are the scores on the doors, Marjorie? Well, we'll talk about the match first. Because no, 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 no. no let's, yes, let's talk yes, about no, the scores. No, 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 no. Match first. Uh, was a good match, ruined by outside interference, really. I think it would have been a higher mark for me. And Rick, like I said, Ricochet, it's don't lose after your first title defense. You don't lose when the numbers against you. That's uh, just, it doesn't, you're not, you know, just doesn't work out for you. What are your thoughts on the match, Dan? I bet you fucking loved it, didn't you? I thought it was an absolutely brilliant match, yeah. <laughs> no, um, oh, wow. You know, taking away the uh, the face in peril side of things, we've already seen Bailey overcome that. So, you know, to see it twice in a night would just be ridiculous. Oh, yeah, it would be ridiculous. As a man who hasn't even had a proper fucking <laughs> successful title defence. Let me speak. You've not talking shit. Ricochet, he's not losing to just anyone, you know. If he was losing to a cruiserweight tomorrow night on Raw, I'd be really disappointed. But he's not. He's losing to AJ fucking Styles, a man with credibility behind his name, a former WWE champion, a man who, since his debut, has just fucking absolutely shone in WWE. So to lose against Styles, with the numbers against him... Makes him look like an idiot. No, it makes him look like an idiot. Shut up, James. It does. It does. You're right. It makes you look like an idiot because, (laughs) as I was saying before, I do believe I've got one point over you now. Well done. Well done. You have one more. You have one point. Yeah, seven six now to you. But there are still like three matches left, and you you're gonna trip up. All right, because I am undefeated, and that's the way it's gonna fucking stay. We move on to Kevin Owens just stuttering everybody in sight as well. And that'll be our next match. It's Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. So Kevin Owens has been hilarious on social media recently. And he's been saying a lot of people aren't being involved in Matt, including people like Oscar, Buddy Murphy, Authors of Pain, Kari Sane, Billy Kidman, Headbanger Mosh. Mike Canellis. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dolph Ziggler is uh, responsible for that and saying, uh, I'm better than Shawn Michaels and Kevin Owen. So, I mean, he's got a bit of beef to pay. But is this the new Kevin Owens character that we're seeing, Dan? Do you like it? Yes, uh, the new Kevin Owens. It's, it's a hill versus hill kind of uh, situation here. Situation. But it seems like Kevin Owens is kind of targeting Shane McMahon and... Taken in a KO pipe bomb, as it were. Uh, is he transitioning into an Austin-esque heel well, uh, I face? I, I think that's what it is. You know, we've definitely seen it as these two men just jacking and beginning. And Ziggler slaps Owens, and Owens no. the gut stunner. One, two, three. Oh yeah, prediction-wise, I've gone for Kevin Owens. <laughs> I went Kevin Owens as well. What do you think of the match? I'll tell you what. End-to-end match. You know, again, it was uh, full of false finishes. Uh, multiple times in that match, I thought Dolph Ziggler was going to take it and get the victory. But um, before that, Kevin Owens had just grabbed the mic. So what has he got to say about this? Well, that was brilliant for Owens. So what did Owens say then, Dan? Well, Kevin Owens uh, dropping a bit of truth on us all, you know, saying that he came out here, he's expecting to be fired or even suspended. Um, you know, but every time Shane McMahon gets a match and takes time away from people that deserve it a lot more, then Kevin Owens gets more pissed off and, 
you know, he's saying, look, him himself, everyone in the back, all the fans and everyone at home, say, look, Shane McMahon could just kiss my ass and go to hell. Yeah, without that, and it's this building for the knowing Shane McMahon match, I think it is. And also, it's helping WWE react, because when people are me off the product, I don't like Shane, they can cut out someone like Owens and say, well, I think exactly the same thing and play it as a storyline. So I think it's quite clever in a weird way. Uh, but that means it's 8-7 after that. Can I just call a bold prediction now? Not for any points, because like, I need them. Um, but let's say about SummerSlam, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens to take Shane McMahon out. So if Shane McMahon loses, he's gone. Kevin Owens loses, he's gone. Mm. Well, no, to stretch it out to survive series, wouldn't they? Uh, Winner take all. And uh, I, I reckon an Owens show man street fight, though, would be interesting. But up next, it's the WWE title on the line, and it's going to be Dolph. It's going to be Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston, and here come the trumpets. So after Samoa Joe's kind of shock loss to Ricochet. He's now got himself a heavyweight championship, Matt. Well, it's weird how it worked out. We just see Joe meaning business with a promo just before as he come out here. Uh, yeah, losing the United States title and then just kind of happy stunts coming across Kofi Kingston on stage and taking him out with the um, cleaner clutch, cleaner clutch uh, and just basically sending a statement. This is kind of more personal than it is. Everything. We talked about, weirdly enough, Joe last month being main event material. He is now in the main event for the WWE title. And it's good to see him. And also in connection to the call Samoa Joe, he's the reason we started watching NXT in the first place. Yes, yeah, so I vaguely remember a, a section. We we kind of put it together for, what was his name? Jason? Da- Joseph? Darrod? What does that say? Jay something or rather, anyway. But, um, Did we give him a J? Jason. Jason, Joseph, Joshua. It was a weird name. Yeah, we kind of put it together because he was a huge fan of Samoa Joe. And, you know, Samoa Joe wasn't even heard of in WWE terms. He came in, we started Joe Watch. And, you know, Joe's kind of, since leaving NXT, he's kind of gone a bit lacklustre. Yeah, he's always come up short feud with AJ Styles for the W Championship. And like I said, didn't get the job done. Kofi's come out here with pancakes and every title reign, even though with Ziggler and now Joe, it's kind of put upon, but it's nice to have a little bit of a change. And I think Kofi's been a great WWE champion as well. Yeah, but um, again, no disrespect to Samoa Joe, but I'll still say, you know, if Kofi wins here, he still needs to prove himself against a WWE stalwart. Well, it's going to be interesting because Kofi, you know, getting through... A bit like Seth Rollins, you know, even Becky Lynch getting through to SummerSlam as champion, holding it since WrestleMania as well. It'll be interesting to see who their opponents will be for the event. As we get the introductions, and Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Kofi Kingston. Kofi. Now, I would be surprised if Joe did get, got a victory here just to make a statement, but I have gone for Kofi Kingston as well in this match. <coughs> nah, it's- what do you think? It's good, isn't it? I like the, I like the WWE title logo. Not. Where we go, bell rings. And Kofi going to go and attack straight away. Oh, running in with a drop kick to Joe, sending back to the corner. But Joe <laughs> kind is only a pissed off submission machine would with a clothesline out of the corner. <clears throat> he picks Kofi up and just starts tearing off with a huge right hand to the jaw. Oh, Kofi. section and just drops Kofi to the mat. So I was going to say, Kofi has not faced anything like Samoa Joe. So he's got to be careful, especially in this situation. Situation. Joe's so dangerous, but can he actually win the big one, get the job done here tonight? It's come so... 
And I'd, I'd, I'd happily accept Joe as WWE champ. Yeah, like I say, if he was win, here to win, win tonight, yeah, it'd be a bummer Kofi um, losing, but to have it on Joe, it's a lot worse, you know, people out there. <laughs> and Kofi slapping Joe, but not really having much effect at the moment. Now just choking Kofi Kingston out over the second rope. The ligament damage. But Kofi trying his best to fight out against Joe. And Joe just too tough for him and running straight through Kofi. Well, we know about power. We know about submission. You know, technical technicality-wise, you've got to give Joe. But even with speed, Joe is a fast big man, isn't he, you know? He is indeed, yeah. Do you reckon uh, Kofi's been training with Big E to try and kind of learn how to take a bigger man down? I think without doubt, you know, been working on being put in positions, trying to come back, having a picture freeze on you. You know, these type of things. And Joe now just trying to... Qu- twist Kofi's head off and it's been a great night for New Day and it it would put a downer on the party well it'd kind of be a bittersweet ending for mm. New Day wouldn't it if uh, Big Ian Woods became tag team champions and Kofi kind of comes up short well I can't say I think the people are they starting to uh, wane on Kofi's tag t- t- uh, title run it's, it's that it just needs to be more emotionally invested in what he's doing it's, it's like if we're watching this now we know Kofi's going to win then where's the kind of well you're going to cheer for him when he you know makes his comeback and yeah. gets a pin and stuff but it's like the constant thing and there's not many wrestlers that can have that kind of uh, throughout it's obviously going to be hot for a period but it's just trying to maintain that absolutely yeah and the only time like we've been kind of emotionally invested in Kofi is when he actually won at WrestleMania mm. since then you know maybe match and Randy Orton came out of an arc out of nowhere and he was kind of, you know, just a constant thorn in Kofi's side. Well, because at least the last time we saw Randy Orton, he won. You know, like Joe, he's just come from a United States title loss going into this one. And even with uh, Ziggler, he's just gone from feuding with Kofi to losing in, what, 20 seconds? Yeah. So, so you know. You know, with, with Joe, it's like, you know, he kind of beat Rey Mysterio for the title. Again, you know, it's, it's someone that you could legitimately beat especially as a big man like Joe um, kind of got it back off Rey Mysterio not beating him but Rey Mysterio had to relinquish yeah, it yeah. lost it to Ricochet and then yeah as you say you know, he's kind of came out and made a statement against Kofi choked him out and that's kind of got him a title match but this is a problem with WWE and the way they book guys like this as well because it's exactly the same is if Joe if McIntyre's put in a position where he has to face Kofi that's great but look at his track record of winning in feuds and matches you know Joe since he's come up to the main roster he's usually been on a losing end of feuds isn't he you know either way well he starts it off strong you know he's always making statement after statement after statement and when it comes to the big one he just can't get the job done so it'd be interesting to see how WWE actually try and change that there's nothing wrong with having a face champion, but you just need stronger challengers. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, there you go. Pleased by that. But joint manipulation. <laughs> manipulation. Manipulation. And then Joe just bouncing ahead of Kofi off the steel steps. And again, another match and no, no stipulation in this. No, there's only been one, like, what you call hardcore. And even that wasn't that hardcore. Oh! oh! But that is definitely hardcore. I think Kofi's missing a finger now. And, uh, well, you know where that kind of went from, because... Uh, Joe challenged Kofi and he offered to shake his hand and Kofi just flipped in the bird. So, you know, it's coming back to haunt him now. And Joe seems to be enjoying this as well, the psychological and physical edge over his opponent. But there's one thing we know about, it's Kofi's heart and determination. Like I said, that moment at WrestleMania will live with us and it lives inside Kofi as he will try but get back in this match. Joe is dripping with sweat. It must be very hot where they are. 
Well, either that or just a bigger man tonight is struggling a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, you know what it was like being under the lights when he was that close at oh, wrestling. So. God, that's horrible. But you have to be front row to really appreciate that anyway. Absolutely, yeah. Anyway, it's not about us, it's about Kofi trying to come back now with a chop. Well, it's just that finger causing him a lot of trouble. Manages to hit a drop kick. Joe bounces off the ropes. Kingston ducks the clothesline and hits a jumping clothesline of his own. Joe doesn't know where he is. Manages to grab out of the trunks of Kofi. Throw him outside the ring. Who lands on the edge of the apron. And now he's up top. Flying crossbody. One, two. Oh. No. Joe with a kick out. Oh. Kofi now struggling with the injury. And like I said, the crowd not really behind him just yet. I mean, it's been quite a long night. But I think it's been enjoyable enough. It has, yeah. The matches that we've seen have been solid. Joe with a Randy Orton-esque power slam. Taking Kingston down. But only a two count. Two. Now Joe just manhandling Kofi. Trying to get him up. Joe looking for a power bomb. Hits it. For the cover. But Kingston turning round. And Joe with the STF. And no one does it better than Joe. Apart from tra- John Cena. With a transition in. Let John me Cena. finish. Let me finish. John Cena's still a better transitioner. Uh, oh, no. He's, oh, uh, oh, well. Who does it better than Joe with a crossface, Dan? Um, Chris Benoit. <laughs> I was going to say Cesaro, who we saw use it earlier, but... Kofi now struggling for that bottom rope. Just a toe tip away and managing to get his foot to the bottom rope. Do you think he spray paints his boots or do you think he gets them in that colour? Custom. And now Joe sarcastically clapping but taking his eye off the Kofi ball. If he catches it. SOS into a cover. Oh. Only a two count. Two. And that was a quick shoulder up there. There's our, our boy Charles Robinson looking on. Oh, Charles in charge. At least to ref a fair few matches to get his $55,000 back. <laughs> yeah. Well, might be trouble in paradise now for Joe. No, he catches Kofi out of midair. Well, if he drops with him, we've got a new champion. Kofi's struggling. I think realises. Kofi's in the corner, trying to flip over, but Joe slams him down. Running sent on. Two. Oh. No. My gosh, showed up at last second. Kofi is still in this match, and Joe can't believe it either. He had it scouted. I mean, how many times have you seen... Someone being pinned like that. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been caught by it too many times. Uh, he's kind of learnt. He's evolving. Once bitten, twice shy as he looks for Kofi away now. Begging Kofi to get out so he can drop him with that coquina clutch. Oh, no, Kofi rolling through with a kick to the jaw. A huge elbow to the face stops Kofi's momentum. Runs into a second. Oh, my God, the jab from Joe's just so dangerous. Kofi sidestepping. Trouble in paradise. One, two, three. Oh, my God. Kofi is still champion. They are going down quite easily tonight, though. I mean, Kofi getting the job done there. My word. Kofi is still your WWE champion. Beating Joe. That's quite that's quite a quick match as well in its own way. It uh, was relatively quick, and Joe went down far too easy again. I know. I know. It was all right. I mean, it didn't really build. I thought he was going to have another few minutes building up but it just kind of ended abruptly uh not a bad match though Dan what are your thoughts well it does kind of push Kofi Kingston over really yeah, you know it was a, a good solid match between the two you know there wasn't really anything wrong with it uh you know I, I like the whole angle of kind of Joe working over the middle finger finger of Kofi after he'd stuck it out to, um but yeah you know it's, it's it was a Abrupt ending. Do you want to see Kofi v Joe for the title again or a new challenger next pay per view? Uh, a new challenger next pay per view. Mm, fair enough. Well, Joe's time might have come and gone. Kofi celebrating. And the new day coming out here now. 
and celebrate with their tag team titles. And what a party that will be. And New Day hold all the gold. And after that, points-wise, you're still 8-7 as we head it. No, it's 9-8 as we head into our last match of the night. Now, if we've gone different or not, if not, Dan, my streak is over. But before we get on that, it's the main event. Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans. Now, what have you thought of the build-up to this match? I want this fucking rivalry to end. You know, uh, for a couple of pay-per-views, Seth's beaten Baron Corbin. Last pay-per-view, Becky beat uh, Lacey. So, what chance are they going to have teaming them up together against the man and Seth Rollins? I know, it's crazy, isn't it, that they've actually done it like this. But still, you know, hopefully it ends up a lot better than maybe we think. Prediction-wise in this, believe it or not, I haven't gone for Baron Corbin and Lacey ever. I've gone for Rollins and Lynch. Dan, please tell me you've gone Baron Corbin. I have gone for... Sometimes you've got to take a risk. Another calculated risk. And I've gone for Basie Kevins. No, I have gone for Seki to get the victory. So that does mean, James, I am the one in seven and one. (laughs) It is a damn shame. It was a good run up until July. But what can you do? Just hope to recover through SummerSlam. To, James, to can you hear that? Can you hear that? What is it? That is the winds of change. Uh, the tide is turning. Well, that is it for pay-per-views until SummerSlam. But the NXT points will be on the line at the TakeOver events. And bonus points for the breakout tournament as well. Plus, I am my cashing card, unlike some people, all right, which I've said is going to happen on SmackDown as well. So there's plenty of points coming my way this second half of the year, all right? <coughs> anyway, you do win 7-3 overall on pay-per-views. Makes a whole lot of difference. As we see Becky Lynch coming out here now, the man is ready for action. So as we see Becky Lynch coming out here, the raw what are your thoughts on her title reign, Dan? I, I don't know. It's because it's only been against Lacey Evans. <laughs> so, you know, I'd like to see new challengers step up that aren't Lacey Evans or Charlotte Flair. You know, we've kind of wanted less Flair. We've been given that, but we've been given a carbon copy of Lacey Evans, just less talent. Well, I'm exactly the same with Seth Rollins' Universal Title reign. Like, give me anybody but Baron Corbin, you know. But when and if... Seth beats Baron Corbin tonight. <clears throat> Will he change his name to the Wolf Slayer? Because he's he's a Beast Slayer yeah, at the moment. He, he you know, he went from the King Slayer to the Wolf uh, to the Beast Slayer. Now, can he be the Wolf Slayer? I'd call myself the Baron Beater. To be fair, Baron Beater. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was thinking on the Slayer. I know. Side I know what you said. I was just being silly. I apologise. You winning has made you all so serious now, hasn't it? It's given me a new 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 <laughs> level of intellect, actually. <laughs> oh yeah. Well. The man is in the ring with Seth Rollins alongside her. <laughs> Do you think Steph... Uh, Steph. Seki. Do you think Seth goes, yeah, I'm, you're the man. I'm yeah, fucking you peg the man. me, peg me. Well, it's hashtag winner take all. And, and like, James, oh at Extreme Rules, this is an actual extreme match as well. It's an Extreme Rules match. Yeah. Hey. God, the sassy southern bell. And Corbin. And Lacey Evans. <laughs> so it's winner take all. It's like an in-your-house Main event. But it's in <coughs> James's house. Studio. My studio house. Log cabin. Well, I can't tell you the location. Oh, and showing her backside, trying to prepare herself for the match. Becky just comes straight off the bat, knocks her out the ring. Lacey trying to 
come on the attack again, but Becky just cutting her off. Hip-locking her into the ring. No extreme rules, so that means anything goes. And that kick hit hand then, but still, great Must camera. Must have cut her fingers. Yeah, oh, and Lacey's Corbin. tagged Baron Corbin in. Are you into gender? <laughs> no, I guess not. Rollins is in. No, it is. Uh, once the tag's made, both partners have to change. It's like a swinging session. I've been to And then Rollins with the right hand. I don't like talking about your past, though. And Seth getting dodged that way by Corbin, who would think after his 45th title opportunity might win one. I mean, the man had a Money in the Bank briefcase, for God's sake. Yeah, be... Do you remember that? Unsuccessful in everything Corbin does, and now he's got the kendo stick. Oh, uh, Seth ducks it. Clocks Corbin with a few rights, making him drop the kendo stick. Kendo or Singapore cane? I like kendo stick. And now kicked to the face by Rollins, who comes back in. Swing blade. Used to be called a switchblade until they realised it was... And Lacey Evans in. Tries attacking Rollins with a kendo stick, but Seth blocks it. Uh, oh, hello. Lacey's rubbing the chest of Seth, <laughs> pissing <laughs> off the man. And by man, I mean Becky Lynch, not Seth Rollins, the man. Well, Becky now is taking Lacey Evans to the woodshed. And Seth's doing the same with Baron Corbin, the lover's shed ring. And just carry on beating the fuck out of their significant partners. And they empty the ring and it's just Lynch. Oh, look, Becky's got a woman-sized one and Seth's got a long man one. What? <laughs> what? What? Uh, kendo stick. Oh, and well, now we're going to see lovers duel suicide dives. Well, from Seth anyway, Becky down a baseball slide. Yeah, but she is on the apron low and Seth is going to fly again. Becky taking out Lacey Evans, Seth taking out Corbin. And this is just too easy for Rollins and Lynch. It is cute to see that they're wearing matching outfits, though. And Rollins now looking to suplex Corbin and can't get him out. Corbin manages to power Seth up, who delivers a knee to the head. And now it's Seth again on the offence. I was reversed by Corbin, but Seth hangs on. Huge elbow to the jaw. Is Seth going to go flying again? No, Corbin catching Rollins with a steel chair. Into the cover. Two. No. Only a two count. Two. Do you think WWE have it written down somewhere to go, right, okay, right, this is an extreme rules match, right? But what we're going to do, we're going to have a normal tag team match for about 15 minutes. And until then that, all hell breaks Yeah, through. until that final five, of the, like, we'll do anything then. But until then, they'll play by the rule. And even the referee will be like, you know. Was it, um, was it Survivor Series 2001? It was Dudley Boys in a cage match. And then it starts off all normal for <laughs> yeah. the first few minutes. And then, again, all hell breaks loose. So it's like an extreme rules match, so anything goes, but you've but got to tag in. You've got to tag in, yeah. And now Corbin with a chair to Rollins. Beating away at Seth. More weapon shots are definitely better than wrestling moves. But do you remember, well, once upon a time, when you hit someone with a chair, and you'd be able to pin them? Back at, oh no, we've got another chair. <clears throat> well, Lacey Evans is uh, obliging to Corbin's demands. Parsons... Passing a couple of chairs. He's got them set up back-to-back in the middle of the ring. Now Corbin with a hand around the throat of Rollins. Oh, my God. He's going to try and choke someone on a chair. No, Seth turns it into a sunset flip into a pin, but only a two. Two. And catches Corbin with an elbow. Oh, now looking to attack him with a chair. Oh. Now Corbin with a DDT onto the chair. Two. No, only a two count. Two. Well, Rollins there. Got caught with a chair. I mean, it's, a, it's the second best chair. But, you know, break. You can, there you go. Just move out of the way. You don't want anybody to get hurt. And now Corbin again. The top of the chair to the bottom of the spine of Rollins. Top of the chair to you. So say uh, 
Seth or Becky does get pinned, would it put something into their relationship? I mean, like, you know, one's lost the other's title. I think without a doubt. I think they're putting online, especially such a new relationship as well. So you could, you know, even in real life, like a year later, look back and think, oh, hang on a minute, look like, what we do. Well, if I know women, and I do, <laughs> they have a unique ability to bring up something that happened two years ago during an argument. So when Seth Rollins is like with Charlotte Flair in a couple of years' time, remember that time you teamed up with Becky Lynch at Extreme Rules? Could be. Or Corbin went fly- well, went running around the ring post as he always does. Uh Nothing but disdain from Rollins, who's kind of turned this match around, throwing Corbin headfirst into the chair. This chair. And now Lynch is legal. Yes, Becky has tagged herself in. Means Lacey's got to come in, and both women have got chairs. Becky went down low and kind of disarmed her. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing is, though, why not use a chair like a fucking baseball bat? Use the end of it. You can't get it up and down properly, otherwise. Why not smack him over the point of the head? Oh, no, well, maybe not in the face, but just like, you know. And now Lynch coming back in. Oh, but Lacey managing to kick the chair away from Becky. A spinning heel kick to the gut kind of slows her down. And a bulldog over the chair set up in the ring. Oh, Becky no, set a couple away. of chairs up in the corner. Tell me, oh, Jesus Christ. Lynch. Smacked on top of it. But explode a suplex onto the chairs. My God, and I think Evans is out. I don't think she actually had an offensive move in this match. Not that it matters, really, because Lynch now put the chair on her. She did stroke Seth Rollins' chest. To be fair, she has had an offensive move then. Now Lacey with a chair set up on her chest. Becky off the second rope with a leg drop. Goes for the cover. No, but the sassy Southern Bell manages to kick out. Uh. Oh, that's a sassy Southern Bell. I know, I try to do it now. Uh-huh. And now Lynch going up. Do you think Lacey Evans sells used ringer? Uh, you'll have to Google it. As Lynch taking a time, going up, Corbin finally coming in. Drags Lacey Evans to safety, but Seth Rollins comes across, takes Corbin out. Chair to Corbin, he catches it. Oh, and Becky off the top with a Van Daminator. And Seth eliminates Corbin and himself from the Royal Rumble. But Evans somehow recovers. Sweeps the leg out of Lynch. Over the top rope with an elbow drop. And Lacey's got internal bleeding. And now Evans on that second turnbuckle. And now... Oh, oh lovely moon springboard moonsault. Two. No, just a two count. Two. Oh, I do declare you referee. I seem to be bleeding. She looks like she's fucked up with her lipstick. <laughs> well, Lynch will really look to fuck up... <laughs> Lacey Evans, but it's Evans at the moment. Well, are we going to see a woman's right to the man? Well, she hits this, it's over. Lynch had it scouted, puts her in a disarmor, but no, Evans rolls her up. Lynch managed to kick out. Ah. Evans picking up Lynch, but Lynch there, reverse DDT. A lovely inverted DDT from the last kicker. She got over to the Beast Slayer. The Wolf Slayer. King Slayer. Well, Seth can't pin a woman because Corbin's down. Seth! Get the tables. Well, the biggest pop in this match so far. <laughs> I love the two guys in the front giving tables a polite applause. Oh, yeah, tables, that. Yes, he just pulled a <laughs> Yes, he has. Oh. There's two tables now. Well, hopefully one of these took some sandwiches now, but he's got some tables set up. <laughs> well, now, Rollins and Lynch. Teamwork makes dream work. <clears throat> one or two. Two's always better. Ask Ricochet when it comes to fingers up the bum. Well, they're taking their time. 
trying to get things done and Lynch is going to give you a hand. You were struggling last time. Well, the architect is building something here. No. There you go. One for Evans. One for Corbin. But is it giving him time to recover? <coughs> now, Corbin was crawling towards a chair, but Seth managed to cut him off. I think he's just got rammed back first into Barry Cade. And Lacey Evans has done the same to Becky. And now Seth's been thrown into the timekeeper's area. And Becky's been thrown into the still steps. And Jack Gallagher's on commentary in the German announce table. Yeah, I think you're coming a bit too close to me. You come all over my face. Oh, I got the bit of hate B. <laughs> oh, hot cack on the floor. Oh, my God. Corbin's sending Rollins into the announce table. He doesn't want the women's. And he don't want that kendo stick. He wants... The Mando stick. Two kendo sticks. Oh, he's going to do a drum solo on the back of Seth Rollins. Corbin... He's either selling it really well, or he's proper fucked up. No, he's passing one off to the Southern Bell. <coughs> and Rollins in the wrong part of town. Oh, this is payback. Oh, my God. I haven't seen a man and a woman whack off a bloke this bad in a long time. You told me about that video you was watching last night. Hey, no, talk about the... And now Evan's standing over Rollins. This is a bit like the video last night. Oh, my God. If only she whacked him in the tally whacker. I know, the tally, yeah. Tally-ho. And Evans now taking out on Rollins. And Corbin is just second. Why didn't I go Corbin? Corbin is seconds away from becoming Universal well, he champ. He looks set to take Rollins for a ride. Lacey Evans is joining in on the fun. Double choke slam. Oh, my God. No, Evans. No, she's just changed her mind to Becky. And the champs have eaten a choke slam. One, two. No. Oh. Just a couple of two counts. <laughs> Evans can't believe it. <laughs> Bad Baron. Oh, we've got the end of the match. Eighty eight. Ginger community. Yet you know. And the tables are set up on the outside. And yeah, we may be tired. It may have been nearly a five hour show. But this match is nearly finished with Corbin taking down Rollins. And Becky's down at the hands of Lacey Evans. There's pancakes. Pancakes there. still there. Waste. James would go grazing across the floor. I'll be joking. Those pancakes wouldn't have been there. Uh-oh. Now we're going to see a double suplex to Seth Rollins by Corbin and Evans. Oh, no. Seth managing to fight out. And Becky Lynch is going to help her man. And a suplex to Lacey and Corbin onto the still ramp entrance way. Oh, my God. And that is pure steel. That's bone on steel. And there's only one winner. Still. Oh, still. I think Baron Corbin needs to eat a couple of them pancakes because he's working for Kofi. <laughs> Corbin is in serious trouble. And now Seki setting the table back up where it was previously. No, Corbin has really fucked his leg up here. As Rollins now placing him on the table. The same with Lynch, with Evans. <clears throat> and they share a, a knowing look towards each other. Well, this What's could... going to go on here then? <laughs> What's going on here then? Well, this could be... The end of the match, Lynch going up to the second. Rollins on the ring post. Becky with a leg drop, Seth with a frog splash. Oh my goodness, Lynch landed on Lacey Evans. Cool, he landed on... <laughs> well, Lynch and Rollins wouldn't have to be worried about coming off the top because, like you said, they had the body parts of Corbin and Evans to land on. And now Corbin going to get thrown in. And this is the end, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it does look like it. Corbin lying in a prone position to be stomped into the canvas. And I think that's what Seth's thinking. If I think he's thinking it. If you think he's thinking, oh, well, I think you're thinking, then I think you're right. And he's looking to burn it down. 
Curb stomp. No. Baron Corbin with a powerbomb turns Rollins over. Deep six. This has got to be it. One, two, no. Becky Lynch breaking it up. I haven't seen a tag in a while. No, it's broken down. See, there you go. Last five, ten minutes. Well, could it be the end of days for Seth Rollins' title run? It might be. But Evans back in now. Goal to Lynch. Uh, Lynch turns it around and throws her to the outside. Baron Corbin grabbing Becky. No! End of days to Becky. And Seth saw it all. Uh-huh. Oh, Baron. Oh, Baron. Oh, Baron. That. And Corbin visibly said, what are you going to do, you little piece of shit? And with that, <laughs> Seth goes absolutely fucking crazy with a kendo stick. Picks up a chair. And just starts unloading on Corbin with the chair. Well, maybe Baron Corbin shouldn't have done that. Rollins looks deranged. He's going to look to end it. Boom. Curb stomp. Or the stomp. Get Lacey Evans in there. Curb stomper. Well, Lacey on, Evans is walking away as Seth looks to prepare for another curb stomp. The stomp. Oh, my. Well, two is bad. I mean, it can't get any worse, can it? It can't. Nope, it can. Third stomp. One, two. Where's Lacey Evans? Three. <laughs> well, Lacey Evans is gone. And Seth freaking Rollins and Becky Lynch have won and retained the championship. But Rollins now more concerned about oh. the well, partner. Well, James, it wasn't a prediction. It was a spoiler. Oh, fuck. And Brock Lesnar is here. Oh, and fuck. he looks ready to fight. Can this night get any worse right now? Well, no, James, um, your cash-in card for the first SmackDown on Fox. No, he's not going to cash in. Um, he might just be playing it up. Is he being Paul Heyman? But Seth looks ready for a fight. So does Brock Lesnar. Oh, my God. German suplex. He hasn't cashed it in, though, James. Yeah, Heyman's still got it. Another German suplex. He has cashed it in. card is now in pieces. Oh, my God. Started! Started now! And it is official. Oh, fuck's sake. Lesnar. The Beast in the Bank versus the Beast Slayer. And Lesnar is smirking. No, he's not, Dan. And neither are you. He's just happy. <laughs> he's just happy. He's F5. One, two, and he three. is the new Universal Champion. Three-time Universal Champ. And four years ago at WrestleMania 31, Seth Rollins cashed in money in a bank against Brock Lesnar. Thought he got away with it. And then cut to July, July 14th, 2019. And Brock Lesnar has cashed in on Seth Rollins and become the new Universal Champion. I am shocked. Dan, um, before we get on to the whole Brock Lesnar thing, what do you think of the Baron Corbin match? Um, Yeah, I thought it was a a very entertaining match. Again, you know, it was kind of like a predictable tag team hardcore rules match that it starts off normal and then it just completely breaks down about halfway through the match but yeah you know i was i I thoroughly enjoyed it you know i like the uh the interaction between uh becky and baron corbin where he hit her with the uh end of days and then kind of just the look on seth's face and then corbin still ever defiant saying what you're gonna do you little piece of shit and seth just absolutely unloading on him three curb stomps and getting the victory 
But, you know, I'm, I, I just hope and pray to God that this is the end of Lacey versus Becky and Seth versus Corbin, because it's obviously going to be Seth versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, we're getting Brock Lesnar again as champion, so we're getting all that. There's that thing that fans didn't want. We're getting exactly... Again. Why not cash in on Kofi? Why do it on Seth? Why, why make Seth look... I don't know. I don't know. Well, James, um, Brock Lesnar has held the title for 659 days since April 2017. And Seth Rollins held the title for 99 days. Well, I thought he was going to get through the SummerSlam, but he's not. They obviously, like you said, they're going for Lesnar and Rollins now for SummerSlam. And who knows what can happen. As for tonight, it's not been a bad night, has it? You know, so let's look, go look back. As Lesnar is celebrating Universal Champion, let's go back to our very first match and try and see. Remember, it's on kickoff and it was Balor versus Nakamura, Dan. It was. Um, it was a good match, but for my... I definitely think it should have been on the main card. But again, two flawless performers that just pulled a great match out of the bag. You know, if it was something to entice you in, then that would have enticed me to carry on watching it, definitely. Yeah, I think without doubt, you know, I I gave that three three and a quarter out of five. I gave that a three and a half out of five. Uh, I thought it was a good match. Uh, Gulak versus Nice, another good match, but for me, uh, it's kind of weird because the finish seemed to come... From nothing. Uh, again, a solid match. That was a three and a quarter. No, sorry. Bat- Battle Nakamura was three and a half. This is three and a quarter, so Gulak and Nice. Um, yeah, you know, as you say, it was a quick match. And I think Nice went down far too easily, in my opinion. Uh, I gave that a three and a quarter. And then we had uh, Taker Rain, Shane McIntyre. Uh, to be fair, uh, this is my match of the night because I was so pleasantly surprised by everything. I like the guys involved in it, and I thought it was a really hard-hitting affair. The visuals between what Untaker can do and what Shane was doing and the McIntyre thing, I thought everything worked to perfection in this match, and that's why I gave it a four and a quarter out of five. Um, yeah, you know, it was a very good... Uh, the story told was absolutely brilliant. Undertaker looked better than he has in a very long while. I gave that a four out of five. And then Usos versus the Revival? Again, you know, um, I could never say a bad word about these two tag teams. Uh, it was an absolute flawless match uh, for great performers. And I think the right team won in Revival. It's given them like a much renowned and needed push up through the cards. Uh, I scored that three and a half out of five. I got three and three quarters out of five. That's a great match. Uh, Cesaro versus Black. Great way to debut Alistair Black. Both men look great. Again, I could have done with a little bit longer. But uh, it was it was really exciting to see. What would you think of uh, Black's debut? Yeah, it was uh, it was a very good match. Two great strikers in the ring. You know, he had the kicks against the uppercuts. They kind of counted each other well. Uh, and as you as you said, it was a perfect opponent for Ali B. I, I gave, gave, oh, I gave that three and three quarters out. Of I five. gave that a four out of five. Uh, and then we had Cross versus Bliss versus Bailey. Weird fucking handicap match. For me, it was the slowest match of the night. You know. Yeah. Um, there was some quality in the match, and it it was facing peril for Bailey. It was well worked. Will it cause friction between Bliss and Cross? You know what's what's going to be next for Bailey? We'll be interested to see what challenges will come to her. Uh, hopefully, we'll find out on the road to well, it is SummerSlam now, and then the present uh, pleasant surprise score. Uh, score three and a quarter. Yeah, I gave that a three. And then up next, pleasant surprise Lashley 
versus uh, Braun. I think this was a fun last man standing match that made the use of all the kind of areas that they did and the stunt at the end was worthwhile as well because sometimes in these matches you expect the same thing and even Strowman punching out the fake wall. I knew it was going to happen but I really wanted it and I enjoyed it, you know, so... Yeah, it it was uh, a fun, enjoyable match, a complete war all over the arena and both guys, even though Lashley lost the match, came off looking strong. Strowman continues to look like well hopefully this is his renewed push as a monster yeah. i gave that a four and a quarter yeah. my match of the night your match of the night i gave that a four out of five because it was a great match as well and then we had Brown versus new day versus heavy machinery yeah um it was very very good non-stop action again you know these six guys are great performers i love the otis bits i'd like to have seen a bit more from him and i'm glad it wasn't heavy machinery that kind of ate the pin as well yeah I think that doubt, yeah. um, absolutely well deserved sixth title reign for New Day and I think that's going to look good you know a, a little uh, a, an image of all six members uh, all six members all three members of the New Day holding gold yeah I, I think if anybody deserves it it's definitely is the New Day um, then up next score up score four out of five again I'll go that four out of five as well and then AJ versus Ricochet um, I think a good match ruined by... I, I want to see these two go at it with no gimmicks. With no outside interference. With no, just two guys and just giving it their best. Because I think that could be a match that we remember for, for decades if it was. Still a good match, don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, they are absolute brilliant performers. Um, I think Styles is credible to kind of get the victory over. You know, to get a victory over Ricochet and... It won't hurt Ricochet too much. I know you were saying during the match that it's going to kill Ricochet's momentum, but, you know... It's, de- it's definitely going to hurt him. It's not going to kill it, but it's definitely no. going to hurt in it. So. But, again, you know, if you lose, the, oh, it gives you an automatic WWE Championship match. <laughs> yeah, it's so. going to be Kofi versus Ricochet. Oh, that would be an absolute fucking sexy match. Uh, what was your score for uh, I gave that a three and a half out of five. I gave that a four out of five, because I, I just I like the way they gelled. Uh, then KOV Ziggler, more match, uh, more segment than it was match with a stunner. I mean, Ziggler is, must be getting paid some good fucking money to be show up and be like, yeah, you're losing 20 seconds, that's cool. Yeah. It gave Owens a chance to set his build up towards Shane McMahon as well at SummerSlam. Absolutely, I, yeah. It was 16 seconds, slap, stunner, and then just absolute brilliance on the mark again from Kevin Owens. Basically saying what all the fans exactly. are thinking. I got it three out of five. I, I gave that whole segment... A three and a half out of five. Because, you know, I think it... You could have just sent Kevin Owens out there with a mic and it would have been good. But that and the 16-second victory over Dolph Ziggler just made it perfect. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so we move on and it was Joe versus Kofi for the W Championship. Was Saint missing this match or that just me? Yeah, well, it was a very abrupt end. Uh, it, it wasn't a bad... It was a good, solid match. Don't get me wrong, but... I don't know, I felt a bit underwhelmed after finishing it. I thought, you know, it could have done something more. It seemed like Joe gave up a bit too easy, but then, you know, Joe hasn't been on the best run mm. since he's came up from NXT, basically. Yeah, I know. it was a bit weird. Hopefully, uh, you know, we want new challenges, but I think Joe and Kofi could work in done in a certain way. I still gave it three and a half out of five. It was a good match. I, I gave that a three and a quarter out. And then our main event, Lynch and Corbin versus Corbin. Lynch and Rollins versus Corbin and Evans. 
Uh, what for what it was? It was never a main event of a pay per view, uh, no. and, and I think we're finding this recently. There's not been it, the the whole card on, on its own has been good, but with the main event, it just wasn't. You know, I, there was no kind of like talk about face in peril. Uh, again, a bog standard match for me. A couple of cool little spots in it, weren't there? You know, there was a few good spots. Yeah, you know, the Van Daminator off the top, the double table spot. I think. You know, if they had synchronised it and both gone at the same time, that would have looked fucking yeah, yeah. awesome. Maybe um, Seth was worried about kicking Lynch in the head or something. I don't know. But. Yeah, well, you know, I did like the enjoy the interaction. Uh, Becky eating a uh, end of days, and it's kind of you know, it seems like it's slightly ushering out the PG, you know, out the PG era and trying to get a bit more edgy. You know, uh, Baron Corbin shouting to Seth, "What are you going to do about it, you little shit?" That kind of you know, and then just Seth. You see it switching his head, and he just goes absolutely fucking nuts. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, but it was it was a fun, enjoyable match. Yeah, I gave it three and a half out of five. Uh, I gave that a three and three quarters out of five. And then, it's weird, because I have to put it as perspective altogether. Because if you look at the card, there wasn't a match that was below like a three out of five, right? It wasn't no. like a terrible fucking match. It was all enjoyable. Yes, the main event wasn't a main event. And you could argue... Oh, that's because the pay-per-view then it wasn't really worthwhile. But when you throw in the United States title changing hands, which did the tag team titles changing hands. The Intercontinental title The Intercontinental title changing hands. hands with the kickoff. And the Universal title changing hands with Brock Lesnar cashing in. When there's been so much, you're going, no, Lesnar is still on Raw. He's going to be Universal champ. Uh, and this is how we're going to go. It makes it a pay-per-view that, annoyingly, you have to kind of watch. Does that affect my rating overall? I don't know. I give it an eight. Um, yeah, again, you know, all the matches they delivered, but you look back through the card and I'd say about 90% of this card came from NXT. So we know exactly what they can do in the ring. So, you know, they should be giving us good matches. You know, I would expect good matches, but, you know, again, as you say, you know, with the title changes, we had four title changes tonight. Um... And, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm happy about that. And, yeah, I'm, I'm going home happy with an 8 out of 10. Yeah, but, and also it's like a five-hour show, so it feels like quite a big show, even though we have got SummerSlam coming up, you know. Uh, but, unfortunately for Seth Rollins, it's turned into a nightmare. And you can see the look of uh, just, you know, just dejection on his face. Just can't believe he's lost the title. Well, you say that, you know, it's a five-hour show, but if you cut out... The entrances, all the talking segments, and the bits that don't mean anything, you could trim it to three and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, you really could. That's how easy it is. So you see the, the the final shot there is a guy with absolute desperation. He seemed to have lost what he thought he held the most. And I'm not talking about Brock Lesnar, uh, not talking about Seth Rollins' Universal title, I'm talking about me and my streak, all right? Because it's gone tonight, Dan. Final scores 10 9. Dan gets paid for you point. It's seven of three. I need to respond. So SummerSlam is important. And like Dan says, it is not over yet. There are so many real points in line. And it matters most because I am not going to go. Dan is going to cosplay next year at the O2. This is what everybody wants to see. This is the reason why James has to win. Yeah, but the difference is I would embrace the cosplay. You'll just be walking around like a mong. <laughs> well, speaking of that, that is it now for Extreme Rules 2019. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at WNetReview or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rowland. Of course, all the Google platforms send us an email to WNRPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram, the WNR Podcast. 
We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDown. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast, where we've got podcasts going up on YouTube. Same time we do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. Speaker Radio. We've got a live show, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. And also, James... All right, there's no more pay-per-views in between this. <laughs> Fuck. Right? I know you're going to say. I can, <laughs> I can sense even, even more panic in your voice. But we have promised our listeners that the website would be up by SummerSlam. It is thedubbinairpodcast.com. Yes. I can now confirm it will be available Survivor Series. It will oh. be coming here. All right, I, I hear you. And I make guarantees. This SummerSlam thing, yeah. It's not a spoiler, James. It's not a prediction, James. It is a spoiler. Yeah. Survivor Series, the WRPodcast.com.com.com dot com is coming. But until then, fuck what's... Our next episode is WWE vs. WCW, and it's fully loaded, 1999. It's an end of an era, first blood match between Young Taker and Stone Cold Steve Austin. But until then, I have been James Rollins, and as always, was joined by... The Roland Slayer, Dan White. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.